0: Let's take this first shot. Let's do it. Shot one. Oh my God. Shot two. <laughs> oh. Uh-uh.
1: Oh. Shot, shot three. Shot three.
0: See, I'll admit the third one's a little rough. It was gonna... a little rough. Don't you do it.
1: My mouth is watering. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's the first side. This is three shots in. I'm fucking drunk.
0: Hi, welcome back to Three Shots In. I'm Jess, and with me is not Jake. He's not here. Pussy. A second time. It's but probably they're like
2: al- ironing his skinny jeans or some shit.
0: Perhaps. They are always um, very well taken care of, we'll say that. <laughs> um, we also have two guests with us. In-house sexy artiste, Terry. Ordole. Who I'm also married to. Yeah. And also the loins from which I sprung, my father, Ryan. Hello. Welcome both.
2: Oh, I was going to say, pleasure to be here. I am, I am, I'm the this summer.
0: Oh, yes. You are also our um, sexy
2: voice for what is it, Allison in the Allosaurus or some shit? (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) You are our three shots in presents narrator.
2: Ricky was, Ricky's the one on the intro though. So
0: that's true. He's got the sexier voice. That's true. Before we move into what we took shots of and what we are drinking now, we need to thank our patrons. Of course. Which make all of this possible.
2: Thank you, patrons.
0: And they are. Do you guys I rock. Mom and Dad, Danny and Terry, Jeremy, Sweet Sam, David, TJ, Ricky, Abria, Thomas, and Flash.
2: I get the feeling that Jeremy is a beautiful bald man.
0: That's so strange. <laughs> Most you,
2: bald men are beautiful. Yeah. So I'm sitting next to one right now.
0: You just heard that name and you knew that he I was I just hairless. had that
2: feeling. I don't know what it is. Kind of want to fondle him. You got a, a male maybe pattern. Maybe spoon. You know? male,
0: a male pattern sort of sense off of that name
2: no like a I I'm. I got so much dick hanging that I'm gonna just shave it
0: oh that's you know what I'm saying very strange. I gotta look
2: macho I gotta look fucking testosterone filled cause my dick is so huge but it's illegal to show it off so
0: <laughs> that's weird that, that,
2: that's not why I'm bald
0: so. oh it's not No, I don't want to think about that (laughs) weirdly specific led to a strange place. So anyway, we took shots today of Jack Daniels. How Mm -hmm. did you guys feel about it?
2: I mean, honestly, I've done so much evil to my body over such a long period of time. Like I'm kind of numb to it now. Amen. Amen. Pop. Uh,
3: it, It was warm going down. It, uh, you know, the first one, first two third one kind of kind of bit me a little bit but uh, but yeah it's good oh, After yeah. The fourth one. and the fourth one we just took was right. uh, was quite impressive
0: yeah um all of them bit me yes i Jack and I, we are not friends. I might take a fifth
2: actually. Jack's a dick. Sounds nice. I'm not a I'm I'm not a, a sloppy turd like you and Jacob are when you guys get done for. <laughs> I've heard you drunk with an Italian guy on this podcast before.
3: Yeah, but and I you were had had pretty like, fucking
2: sloppy. I had bro. like seven on that one. That was a mess. Well nasty. you were sloppy. That You're was,
0: like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Could you bad. hear
2: my story? Exactly. I did.
0: That is a moment in our podcast that will go down in history. That's in the Hall of Fame, for sure. You cackling for like three straight (laughs) minutes. Jacob talked about the colon.
3: Yeah. Oh, that was funny. That was funny. That still fucks me up. I know
0: it does. (laughs) We've had people, by the way, make comments about that episode saying they want to see if they can make ringtones out of just you cackling.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And the oh. Italian guy on that thing—I'd like to meet him. He sounds like he's a handsome fella. Mario. Just by the sound. Yeah. yeah, very awesome. Yoked yeah. out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep.
0: Anyway, what we're drinking now—I've got uh, some water over here. What do you guys have? Uh, I'm about to have a fourth S- shot, but I have. Oh, S- a- I am. What masculine drink do you have in S- front of you, Dad? I have a
3: Mike's. <laughs> I have a Mike's hard lemonade. Yeah. I can just say it's hard. <laughs> Read it, bitch.
2: Hard. <laughs> that means I'm hard. That means I'm testosterone.
3: Filled. I like how
0: the M in Mike's isn't even capitalized, so that it's not too imposing.
3: <laughs> it's Mike's hard lemonade. Yeah, yeah, it's Mike's. But I mean, you know, you get what you get. That's what you guys have. Sure. Otherwise, I'd be doing something different, like a, like a rose. We, well, a bar, we've got really. A Mont Blanc.
0: We have we have <laughs> quality whiskey wine. in the cabinet. You could have yeah, yeah. drank that out of a nice little. Well, scotulose. I'm gonna be. No, listen.
3: We. I'm gonna be hitting that cinnamon oh. whiskey. I'm gonna be hitting that fireball here in a minute. Gross. Well, no, you're not pussy because you would. Uh, I would. You die. would die. Literally. Okay.
2: No, so that party that you had at was it? Was the was end it of the world it? party? No, it was your bachelor party. I had a. Oh, I did have a bachelor party. I don't remember. Uh, someone. No one told me that. Fire, like, I, that was the first time I ever had fireball. Right. And I regretted that oh. for like a week after that. So I didn't realize she almost died that time.
0: <laughs> Those listening may not know Terry has a severe cinnamon allergy. And by severe, I don't mean life threatening, I mean uh, severely uncomfortable. Se-
2: severely in- inconvenient. <laughs> I wouldn't die. I, it just, it fucking sucks. It, I hate my life. Well, doesn't
0: for, it make your, like, makes inside of your fucking, mouth yeah. raw? It
2: makes my whole fucking mouth raw. It makes my not the raw only raw. thing that makes your mouth
3: raw. <laughs> but, you know.
0: Tell me about it. <laughs> Jessica! Young
3: lady. You're mean to your father. I'm sorry. That is like the fifth fucking time tonight.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. After that story you told the last episode you were on, I owe you (laughs) so much. Because you just... But it wasn't
3: someone you knew. It was a random Finnish woman. Oh,
0: so much better. I'm so glad that you had weird Starburst. Starburst. You gave a weird Starburst handy to some (laughs) random woman in Greece. Starburst. (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty
3: cool. We got to film that. They got to understand the what the handy. They got to see what I was doing. They got to see what that is.
0: Film here. Yeah. Do a technique tutorial. Yeah. Uh,
3: this way and blah, blah, blah. I was my triceps and my shoulder were just fucking rocking. I was <laughs> like, gaw, gaw, gaw,
0: gaw. Oh my God, 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 God.
3: Anyway, yeah, knowing you don't Jacob
0: And our fans, that's probably going to be demanded and will probably happen despite my protest.
2: Jacob wants to see the method.
0: That's anyway. Funny. I'll teach him. Which one of you would like to spin the wheel for the first time?
2: I, I think I
3: well, spin I've the spun wheel the last wheel time. before.
2: Well, so have I. So not for the first time, but...
0: This is the first time, this episode. Oh.
2: Just spin it, I'll do it. Where just, is it? Stupid. Over here.
0: The wheel's right over there.
2: You spin like
3: a pussy. Look at this. Weakest spin
2: I've ever heard. Okay. I spun it weekly.
0: You landed on what band... Would you want to play at your 50th birthday party?
2: Well, let's let the one that's actually 50 go first. You know, I respect that. I respect that.
3: Yeah. Respect uh, your elders. Absolutely. Metallica. 100%. Oh, that would be dope.
0: You said that so fast. I'm still wondering, like, what a weirdly specific question.
3: Because fighters for me. Who who, who put that question in?
0: Uh, If they, so we can see their emails, but if they don't say, this is my name at the email, then we just assume they don't want their name said, you know Okay. I got you. So this was, we'll just say anonymous. But- I, I, I feel like 69. they were,
3: they were, they put that there for me. I feel like that because it's had 50th birthday party. I am 50. So I feel like they, whoever did it, did it for me. Okay. And I, and I appreciate you, whoever you
0: are. Okay. Thank you. Okay.
2: Likes two spooge 69. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good little fellow right
0: there. Uh, so Terry, your answer. Foo fighters. Foo fighters. Oh, that, those are good answers.
2: Yeah. They're pretty good. That they would sense. have to play Everlong once, mm-hmm. at least once. Mm-hmm. They'd be contractually obligated.
0: Yep. Um, I would probably say, if it was possible, uh, Heart.
2: Backstreet
3: Boys. Oh, I thought it was going to be different.
0: Yeah. Heart's a good choice.
3: Yeah, yeah. Heart is a great choice. I mean, even though,
2: you know, it's like man-hating shit. Right? Uh, one Heart sisters dead, for I sure. I really right? don't know. Isn't Heart like a lot of like, like, I'm woman, hear me roar, fuck you, I don't need no man kind of shit?
0: Uh, no, it's a lot more like i ran off with a guy who was super hot and my mom ah. got really upset about it.
2: Oh. Ah. Okay.
0: And I don't what of them, I just hot. i relate to that, you one know. One of
3: them's not. Wait, what? You ran off with a guy
0: and mom got super upset about it. Did she get really upset about that?
2: After the fact, yeah.
0: She was sad. Huh. She was upset that i i ran off with Terry so soon.
2: Oh, cuz
3: yeah. you left her basically, right? Yeah. I was very happy that you took my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> In a, manly in a men- Shut your whore mouth. Shut your whore fucking mouth. You
2: said
0: it I first.
1: said it
3: too, but I said it. It's okay when I say it. Not you, young lady.
0: Okay, okay. I'm just saying I would play heart at my 50th birthday party if awesome. I could. All
3: awesome. right.
0: So we've we've given our answers. Yes.
3: We can thank now... you whoever sent
2: that in.
0: Yeah, thank you. Man, right, cool down. <laughs> we can now move in to Terry's stories. Terry, you are going first.
2: Okay. <clears throat> so. The first one I have. Um, some people might know this if you've seen the movie Jaws. A lot of people that haven't seen Jaws don't know this about know about this one, but uh, it's about the USS Indianapolis. Uh, World War II timeframe. Mm-hmm. So it was a Portland class heavy cruiser. Um, it was during the time that it was deployed. It was uh, it was on a top secret mission. And its mission was to carry enriched uranium and other miscellaneous parts for the first deployable nuclear bomb that would be deployed in Japan.
0: Right. Uh I actually do remember that from Jaws.
2: So they were going to be taking it to the island of, uh, I think Tinian is the name of the island, and it's in the South Pacific, so like around the same areas like the Philippines and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So on July 30th, 1945, after they had already successfully delivered all the parts, uranium, everything, right, um, they... uh, obviously were successful in their mission and they actually, uh, they kind of, a little interesting factoid, they they broke uh, mission completion records that still haven't even been passed today with modern technology. So like even oh, back like, then.
0: like they finished it in record time. Yes. Type thing think.
2: Like, like the shit that they did was so efficient that it still hasn't been surpassed even to this day. Um, and that was in World War II. Yeah. That wow. was back in 1945. Impressive. impressive. So um, after they were done with their mission, uh, they were traveling back towards Uh, I think they said it was called Leyte, which is like a gulf in the South Pacific as well. Um, They were going there for training right before the invasion of uh, Okinawa. All right. Um, The Indianapolis was spotted by a Japanese submarine, I guess.
0: Is that where dive comes in? Yes. The topic? Yeah, because it's submarine. Submarine? Yeah, there was a submarine
2: there that was like, hey, what's up? (laughs) So, um, but it was spotted by a Japanese submarine uh, and go figure, they were under zero escort. So of no destroyers, no nothing around, no sub hunters, no nothing, Oof. right? And to such vo- an
0: important mission. That sounds really weird. I,
2: it's I think a lot is of was it, it, it
0: just the, They wanted it to get done as fast as possible.
2: Well, I think it was. It's done already. They're not carrying important shit anymore. So whatever.
0: Oh, right. oh, I see. Okay. Like
2: going there, I'm sure they were under heavy escort. But, but then they're back, it's like, not whatever. as
0: important and more yeah. expendable. Yeah. Okay, that's sad.
2: The other sad thing is they were equipped with zero sonar. So they had no idea there were even subs in the area.
0: They were fully snuck up on. Yes.
2: Wow. Aww. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, that's kind of like a shame on the military though. Oh. Why would you be out there without a sonar in a place full of submarines? Yeah. Stand by on that one. Okay. Gotcha. Keep that in mind. Um, so obviously it's a prime target for Japanese subs. They see an American ship and they're like, oh fuck yeah. Of course. Hungry wolves. Right? So obviously they attack the unaware Indianapolis. So the ship was struck by two Type 95 torpedoes. So those were Japanese torpedoes. Uh, They were, I think they said, oxygen-driven. So they leave no wake.
0: Uh, You have no idea they're coming. I mean, that's cool, but in the worst way.
2: Terrifying. Yeah. Okay. The Indianapolis is a big ship. It gets hit with these two Type 95 torpedoes. And for the other military person in the room, okay, so a 500-pound bomb is massive. It does an insane amount of damage. One does. Yes. One Type 95 torpedo Weighs 405 kilograms or 900 pounds. No, no, You said 405 kilograms? Is 890 something okay. pounds. Okay. So it's about 900 pounds. So this thing got hit with Jesus. two. So it okay. got hit with 1800 pound bomb. Did, uh, an 1800 pound bomb essentially.
0: Didn't stand a chance. No.
2: No. So immediately upon hitting the side of the ship, dozens of fucking crew members are dead. Okay. Instantly. Yep. Instantly dead. Irreparable damage done to the side of the ship. The ship fully sank in under 12 minutes.
0: Jesus. Oh, man.
2: So crazy. 300 crew out of the 1,200 dead upon explosion and sinking of the ship. So those Grounding. that didn't die in the explosion went down with the ship.
0: Trapped in rooms and yep.
2: hallways and stuff. 300. Okay, so 900 crew remained. Of the 900 crew that remained... Um, During the time that that the ship was going down, in those 12 minutes, they sent out as many hails as they could. They were sending up flares. They were doing all kinds of shit to try and let people know, like, hey, we're going down. Go figure. What mission were they on? What kind of mission were they on? Top secret. Right. So nobody fucking even knew that they were supposed to be out there.
0: there. Well, that's what's terrible is that someone did know, but that's not the kind of person who's going to check up on them and make sure they get home safely.
2: So that was my next point, is the Navy they made a point to say the Navy somehow kind of lost track of where the ship was at. Because it was essentially like, oh, you dropped the shit off? Okay, cool. Head back to, head back to what the fuck? Head back to Leyte and go prepare your training so that you can get ready for the Okinawa raid.
0: Okay, now you don't matter, is yes, what that sounds essentially. like.
2: essentially. You did what you had to do, so now you don't matter. Yeah. Right? And no one else in the area knew about them because they're on a top-secret mission, so okay. they're not aware. So people received the hails, one of which was said I can't remember they said the name of the the name he was a uh, I think he was like a rear admiral or something like that but he was drunk and he (gasps) was being told like hey we're getting hails from a ship out there and he was like nah leave me alone okay then the other the other side of that is you had a bunch of other ships that got the hail got the Mayday hail and they said because they didn't know they were like there's no ship that's supposed to be out there so they were like that's a Japanese trap we're not going out there Uh, oh my god that's horrible so I I never heard that part yep so they had no one coming to get them Okay, uh, because of how quickly the ship went down, there were no lifeboats deployed, oh. and the only things that they had were the one, the few people debris. that were lucky enough to quickly grab some life vests, some life rafts, like sorry the little uh, the little uh, lifesavers, the donuts. <clears throat> yep, the donuts, and to string each other together. So nine hundred people, right? Oh and on debris God. too. Yep. So doing the doing the Titanic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, so the next morning. Uh, Obviously, the carnage of the ship explosion and everything, there's going to be dead bodies in the water, blood, and all that kind of stuff. So this is the part that got talked about in Jaws. The sharks. Hundreds of white tip sharks and tiger sharks showed up on scene to start eating the dead. And
0: okay. then they did.
2: That's horrible. Yep. And they did. Um, and in the meantime, while the dead are being eaten, people are dying of exposure. People are dying of saltwater poisoning. Right? Some people are drinking the salt water and going crazy. Yep. Right? <clears throat> Flailing around. Well, um, Drawing attention. And they were saying, I guess I, I read one part too, where they, or where they said the, the average size of the shark showing up was anywhere from nine to 15 feet
0: long. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah.
2: So they were massive. Um, so the sharks obviously fed on the dead first and, um, and a shit ton of sailors died from, uh, from either the, the saltwater poisoning or the, the exposure. Um, soon all the bodies of the dead were gone and uh, the sharks started focusing on the living. So the survivors uh, reported that anywhere from three to five men were getting eaten a day from sharks. Jesus. Okay.
0: And they just have to sit there and just hope that they're not the one who's next.
2: Pretty much. So um, uh, the thing that was made worse was the sharks, they were smart enough to almost make like a swimming barrier around all the survivors. So people that were trying to swim away and get to safety. They're circling them were swimming into sharks and they just grabbed them and started eating them. Ugh. God damn. So there's no escape. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um they also said the elements were brutal. During the daytime it was like blistering heat, right? People like fucking like getting like second degree fucking skin burns and shit and like all this crazy shit. And then at night, and they would be like begging for the nighttime to come. But then the nighttime comes and it gets hypothermic cold.
0: They Jesus. have to find a way to get out of the water if they can, and they probably can. and or, they can't.
2: Or huddle up with yep. each other. Well, what they kept doing, what a good bunch of guys kept doing is they kept flailing around to get their limbs warm and then sharks would come grab them. Which sharks would see uh, that. Oh my God. It's fucking mm-hmm. horrible. So, and then obviously, like I said, like anybody that tried to swim away was swarmed and killed. So, um, so finally on day four of the ordeal, a seaplane that was passing by, who was like on a routine cargo mission, sees all of the survivors and they hail him. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we're saved. We're saved, right? Um, of the 900 survivors that went into the water after the initial 300 died from the sinking, 317 got pulled out of the water. God
0: damn. Oh my God. So That's almost
2: 600 men died.
0: Two thirds of them. Two thirds yep. of the survivors.
2: Died from exposure or shark attack. Can you imagine the amount of PTSD that that created?
0: Oh, oh my God. So, so keep survivors that in mind.
2: Guild, the whole nine yards. Keep that in mind. Okay, so Captain McVeigh is the captain of the indianapolis right or the commander um i don't know navy ranks and shit but um so after the ordeal he faces court martial what yep
0: why why
2: failing to order his men to abandon ship in time
0: excuse me
2: holy shit
0: they had 10 minutes
2: so those all the sailors that were under his command knew he was good to go so they said hey yo this is bullshit no Like, he did everything he could. He had basically all of the survivors come forward and say, no, like, that's bullshit. He did the best he could. So they go, okay, we'll charge him with something lesser.
0: (laughs) Charge him anyway?
2: So they gave him charges, that they dropped those charges, and court-martialed him again for a separate charge of hazarding the ship, or essentially not properly navigating the vessel in order to avoid direct torpedo strike.
0: I, how would they propose that's done, exactly?
2: Furthermore, not only did the survivors contest that as well, But even the Japanese sub commander that downed his ship said, oh, yeah, there's no fucking way he would have got out of that. Sorry. Right. And they still charged him.
0: Fucking dicks.
2: Okay, so he gets a year or two down the line and they swiftly sweep that under the rug and uncharge him. And oh, I
0: see. He's an example.
2: Yes. And he finishes as a rear admiral, finishes in the Navy as a rear admiral.
0: Real cool. American government.
2: Yep. Thanks, guys. So cleared of his charges, but unfortunately, that was not the end of the ordeal for him. Okay. Regardless of the testimonies of his men, many of the families of the deceased continually blamed him for what occurred and made attempts to have his rank and position stricken, stricken and even as far as to have him thrown in the brig.
0: That was not his call.
2: I know. I'm, I'm just saying, in
3: their defense, they want someone to pay the price they for want. They
0: want it. They're their angry. Their
3: babies didn't come
2: back, whatever
3: they're it is. They're angry. They yeah. want to be
0: angry at someone.
2: And he was the brunt of the blast. It was reported that Captain McVeigh's family members, or it was reported by Captain McVeigh's family members that he would routinely receive Christmas and other holiday appropriate cards lamenting his survival over the deceased. Ugh. One as bold as to say, Merry Christmas. Our Christmas would have been a whole lot merrier if you hadn't murdered my son, and so on. Jesus. Captain McVeigh never forgave himself for what happened, and in 1968 at the age of 70, McVeigh went out and bought a toy sailor that he held in hand to remind him of his his Navy service, while he committed suicide on his front lawn with his Navy-issued pistol. Oh my god. Oh, well, that's a story you don't fucking hear. Yeah,
0: that's so sad. God
3: damn. And that's the end of that one. <laughs> well, okay, let's go eat our guns, guys. Yeah, I know, I fucking know. kill oh, Jesus, I know. Terry. Sorry, My
0: God. They
2: always talk about depressing shit on this show, no, so you we know did. we literally talked about I join the club, I know. A
0: female serial killer whose victims were babies.
2: Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember.
0: We've 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 gotten very dark.
2: <laughs> yes. So I had to join. You
0: know. I, I appreciate it.
3: And I, I've heard you that succeeded. story, heard the Indianapolis story several times and you get little bits and pieces here, but I've never heard it that, that side yeah. where,
2: what he went through. Fucking horrible. when I read that part, I was like, Holy
3: Mc, fuck.
0: McVeigh. Yeah.
2: Captain McVeigh. My second story is a guy named Yuri Lipsky. Okay. Uh, I like it. Good how night.
0: is that? Did you venture away from submarines? Is this a different sort of thing? He
2: is a diver
0: a diver like underwater?
2: Yes. Okay. Very cool. Blub blub.
0: Okay. I Thank blub. you for the sound effect. Yeah. I wasn't sure exactly And what the
2: visual. Meant. Well, actually, he's Russian. So blub <laughs> <laughs> Very Duh.
0: good. Very good.
2: Bliet.
3: You've
0: painted a picture. <laughs> I think they
3: just walk on the bottom. They don't fucking swim. Like, <laughs>
2: just <laughs> That's funny. You say that. This guy walked on the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> anyway, Yuri Lipsky uh, so year 2000 um, there's a there's a thing called a blue hole that you'll see in the ocean blue holes in essence are they used to be things on a landmass right and it's just natural erosion sure but then when the sea levels rise they obviously rise up over those spots and then fill them in so some of these holes get real fucking deep like I really deep And you said
0: deep. they fill them in
2: yeah like the ocean rises
0: oh with water
2: yes and fills in the hole okay okay Right, so a lot of these holes get, like, they can be super deep.
0: They get so real deep.
2: Deep, deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one in particular uh, that Yuri Lipsky wanted to visit was called the Dahab Blue Hole. It's in Egypt. This one's kind of special. Unlike many of its cousins, this one is really, really, really close to it. Like, it's like 20 to 40 feet off the beach, and you're at the edge of the blue hole. Whereas usually it's like out in a bay or out in like a little, like it's oh, away wow. from shore quite a It's away. super close then. Yeah. You can walk to this thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, there's, because it has this thing called the saddle where it's like water come, comes up to it, but then like there's like an edge ring almost that's like kind of like small, it lets a little bit in, but not much. It's got a shit ton of marine life that lives in there because it's not like, it's not like separated from the ocean,
0: okay. but
2: it has almost no current in there. Right.
0: Oh, that's nice. So it's super still.
2: Yes. So because of that, uh, a lot of people get the impression that the Daha Blue Hole is a perfect place for beginner divers to go. Um, that is completely untrue. And this particular blue hole is notorious for being the holder of the largest number of diver fatalities in the world. Oh, Why? Um, so it's it's because of its depth. And we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, a lot of people underestimate how dangerous it is.
0: To Dive like super deep or something?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, I guess it's if they that's if that's where they were taking beginners initially.
2: Well, beginners will get this false sense of confidence, and a lot of people say it's because of that that um, that thing where it's like, oh, you know, it, it's so still, and there's so much marine life in there, it's so beautiful because it's supposed to be really beautiful too. Like, oh, it must be totally safe. It's great for new divers. It, that's completely untrue. As a matter of fact, you specifically need a specific. Diving um, cert to dive that they 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 say there the people that are locals there will say no there is a special diving cert almost to like the level of like cave diving that you have to have before you dive this hole so Yuri arrived in Egypt in April of 2000 okay. Okay. He was a diving instructor and a technical diver. So there's generally in the diving community, I guess they say there's two different kinds of divers. There's the uh, recreational divers and there's the technical divers. And recreational divers, obviously, as the name implies, they like to go and just have fun and enjoy the experience, blah, blah. Technical divers are more about like personal bests, solitary dives and like challenge seeking. Right. So like they're always trying to like find their limits and like part of it is the rush and like all that kind of thing so they're more about the like kind of like when you see like like people that are into like extreme sports and shit like that like it's kind of the similar thing for them right they call themselves technical divers and usually they're really really well informed on like diving rules and things that you need to be aware of and because they're always pushing those limits um and he considered himself more than capable of any dive that he wanted and you know, he planned on doing what's called a, ban- a bounce dive at, at this particular blue hole. Um, and essentially what that means is that it's like a quick descent and, a, and ascent, mostly per, for, for like personal dive records, like, oh, I went this deep.
0: It's just go as deep as you're able to and, and then, then you pop right back up. Yeah,
2: and it's that, that particular kind of diving, I guess, is really heavily dependent on what's called a, uh, it's a buoyancy, it, it's a BCD, it's like bu- buoyancy controlling device essentially. It's like a little thing. It's like you turn this little valve and it fills up with air and it makes you float to the top or it makes you float more so that you're not descending too quickly. Cause usually a lot of those Inflator. divers. And, yeah. So you don't get out of the bends and stuff. Right? Well, not just that. It's, it's more so that like, cause a lot of those divers that'll do bounce dives from the research I did, the divers that do bounce dives are trying to descend quickly, get down fast And if they have to ascend slowly, you know, they ascend slowly so they don't get the bends. But they're trying to get down there as quick as possible so that their body isn't under duress for a long time. So they wear, like, weight belts and all that kind of shit. Right. Right. But the buoyancy control device is very, very important for these people, particularly. Um, So, uh, yeah, he planned on what was doing the bounce dive. He insisted not only that he wanted to do the hot blue hole, but that he didn't need those specific certifications. He was very, like, uh, no... I am fine, I'm Russian, I'm good instructor, I know what I'm doing. Ayuri. I don't
0: need this special. <laughs> this,
2: uh, this certificate is bliat.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're Russian. So the Russian's
2: like, shut, the, fu- shut the-, the fuck up. Hey, then. fuck you. <laughs> so he, obvi- he didn't want the specific certs or the assistance. He basically just said, I want to pop in, do what I want to do and leave. And all the locals can't force him to get the certs. There's signs everywhere around this blue hole that say, look at all the motherfuckers that have died here. They
0: can only warn him. Please
2: do not be this stupid idiot. And they, people do it anyway, obviously. Right. So, um, he also was deciding to enter the dive area in an area, like in a way that's more dangerous than usual. Usually the way they do it, it's on this like little side, like little tube cave thing. They call the bells because people bang their fucking oxygen tanks all the way down. You can hear it and shit. But they're supposed to go down this little tube It goes out to the ocean and then you come out the ocean Then you go up over the top and you can kind of like it gives you a chance to make sure your equipment's working and doing all that stuff and then you get down there and you're good. Well, he said, fuck that. I'm going to go straight in. Okay. Whoa. So, yeah. So yeah. he's, yeah, he's a fucking fool. He setting not, not for failure.
0: Does not sound like he's as experienced. But as he, he sounds
2: says. Russian fully. Yeah. He sure. sounds, fuck it. Duh. I am no bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Yeah. So, deep diving and i mean really diving at all it's it's extremely dangerous if you don't know what you're doing obviously most people that aren't technical divers they they don't know that like the very air they're breathing from their tanks can cause something called nitrogen narcosis all gases they're subject to changes in volume in relation to pressure so the deeper you go the more dense they get and vice versa so like the, the higher you go in elevation the less dense they get right um so Uh, as you dive, the pressure increases, the volume of your air becomes more dense. So breathing that same, breathing at the same rate you normally do, uh, it uses way more air, right? So like you can watch your oxygen tank just fucking gone the right. deeper you go. Also that reduction in gas molecule volume can make it so that the molecules go outside the bloodstream in the lungs, like where they're supposed to be, and they dissolve in your lipid tissue, which essentially is like your fat cells around your cell membranes, Yeah. right? So the deeper you go, the greater the effect is, and the effects on your body are, are dramatic. Just to give you an idea, 10 meters, pretty non-noticeable symptoms, right? So with the meter distance, what, 10 meters is like what, like 30 feet? 33. 33 and change. Okay. Yeah. 10 to 30 meters you get mild euphoria and mild impairment of multifunction 30 to 50 meters you get delayed responses to audio and visual stimulus right and you'll have a false sense of confidence and engagement in like idiopathic laughter and anxiety so you just start fucking laughing randomly and shit right you're
0: under stress but aren't sure what the cause is and your body reacts that way strangely yes
2: 50 to 70 meters, you start to feel really sleepy. You get impaired judgment, confusion, hallucination, dizziness, and fits of terror. Mm. So you'll get random like, oh, oh,
0: me at 10 meters. Yes.
2: (laughs) You on the beach looking at the hole. (laughs) 70 to 90 meters, you get loss of concentration, loss of dexterity, loss of memory, and increased excitability. Okay. So you're breathing faster and all Uh that shit. Anything deeper than 90 meters, you get intense hallucinations, sensory sensitivity, or total loss of vision, right? Oh. Dizziness, depressive or manic states, unconsciousness, and death. So, now, now these could happen if you're not. They're if likely to happen if you're not safe. If you aren't paying attention right. to the type of tanks you're using, type right? Of air using oxygen. There's a special
3: way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Because people do it all the time, but exactly. it's a technical thing. Basically, but here's the drunk. here's what I have a problem with is you said he was a technical diver.
2: Oh no. I, so well, yeah, yeah. So I thought he would be prepared for something like this. He should know better. Okay. He should know better right so to counter this problem technical divers usually mix helium into their tanks right it better dilutes the other two gases makes them less concentrated as pressure increases right so it's and it's called trimix when they when they mix nitrogen oxygen and helium okay okay so it makes it so that that oxygen level they can go deeper and they never use pure oxygen because that can cause oxygen toxicity so the day that he dove first mistake if, if there's one thing I've learned, like battle buddies are a thing. It should be a thing. If you're going hiking, 100%, if you're going diving, yeah. if, you're going doing, if you're doing anything, you should have someone with you, especially if it's out in like nature and doing shit, right? You should always have someone with you. But what does Yuri do? He says, I don't need nobody. I can go by myself. Yuri is big mm-hmm. man. Yuri is no pussy. I ain't not the bitch. <laughs> I ain't no bitch. <laughs> <laughs> bitch. <laughs> so he opted to dive alone. Uh, his equipment that... That he rented out uh, were gloves, wetsuit, flippers, mask, a buoyancy control device, like we talked about earlier, um, and a wrist monitor. To show him how deep he was, what his oxygen looks like, all that shit, right? Uh, he was also wearing a weighted diving belt and an underwater camera. Um, on his back, he had one single tank of oxygen nitrogen mix. Jesus. No try no mix. Dude, he's oh, suicidal. No. That's yeah, he fucking is.
0: That's a lot of. A lot of uh, hubris, it sounds like. Mm
2: -hmm. Yes. He also didn't take into account the added weight of the camera uh, when he calculated how heavy the weight belt needed to be. So he's got extra weight on him when he needs to be able to stay buoyant, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So the other thing he did, fatal mistake that you will swear by, equipment check. Make sure your shit fucking works. Right. He didn't do that. So he has no boxes checked to do this. He's a fucking moron. It's like he went
3: in suicidal. It's like he knew this was his last dive. That's what I. That's what I'm getting. Yeah,
2: he said I'm going out the way I want to go out. Oh, let me just tell you, I watched the video. Yeah, because he his video survived. The video is brutal. Oh, it's awful. You can hear him squealing like a fucking. Oh, and he's fighting it too, right? He's. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I saw the same thing. It's fuck. It's it's awful. It's awful. So he didn't do a proper equipment check, right? Because of that, he didn't come to realize that his, uh, his buoyancy control device was malfunctioned and wasn't working properly. Okay. So he's wearing a weight belt with extra weight that he didn't account for. And his buoyancy control device doesn't work. He's super fucked. Super fucked. Uh, Yep.
0: Well, don't those clip off really easy?
2: You, you don't want it to clip. You need it. You want it to fill with air. So it gives you buoyancy. He's wearing a weight belt. He's got a camera. He's got all this no, no, equipment. No.
0: I mean, like the weight belt. If, if it becomes an emergency situation sure. and it's making you sink. like.
2: But as you get deeper, your nitrogen and oxygen gets denser. So it's adding weight to you as well. Everything weighs something. And he's getting drunker and probably not even thinking about oh. that. Yeah. So already steering for disaster. Um, he enters the water, starts his camera up. The second he gets into the, into the hole... He realizes that he's descending too quickly. Yeah. He gets to 10 to 15 meters. He goes, oh, shit. (laughs) And he starts twisting the thing on the uh, buoyancy control device. It does nothing. He gets around the 50 to 60 meter mark, and he's experiencing all the shit that I described already. And he's getting delusional and starts twisting at the fucking buoyancy control device again. And it's not doing anything, obviously, because it doesn't work. But he's panicking and doesn't know what to do. (sighs) There's a there's a thing. That uh that's called. Like when you're in a high stress situation and you get locked
3: into you don't know what else to do, you're, you're trying to you this is supposed to work. And I don't know what it's called. It's it's a logic some sort of phenomenon.
0: Doesn't fit into it doesn't panic, fit panic mode.
3: And you keep trying to do that thing instead of calming down and going, Okay, how do I get out of this situation? But yeah, yeah that sounds like what he's saying. Plus he's drunk, narcosis, whatever, yeah.
2: Well, at this point the concentration of oxygen in each breath is so dense that he's getting major chest pains, basically all the same symptoms from nitrogen narcosis, only because now you have too much oxygen and your body can't handle how much oxygen it has. So he's getting all that, right? Mm -hmm. He's panicking like crazy. Last-ditch effort, he starts to take the weight belt off, hoping that that can give him at least a little bit of buoyancy to at least stop, but he doesn't, he just keeps descending. And now the pressure's also building. Wanna take a gander as to how deep this hole is? A hundred meters so, so 348 48 feet. feet yeah that's fucking crazy and he dies the most painful Aww. death at 348 feet people say that that death down there is probably one of the most agonizing deaths that you can imagine I mean, he's being crushed he's his oxygen is all fucked up his chest is burst
3: endless.
0: he doesn't have a pressure suit you know, like you know what that makes yep. me think of what's that? that couple you had me look up Oh, um,
3: I know it's, f- they had fucking their yacht horrible.
0: stolen and that dude tied them to an anchor and I'm hoping they over.
3: drowned
2: before they got crushed
0: in yeah. the depths, I yeah. mean, but
2: that's,
3: fucking. but they're horrible. descending
0: so fast. Yeah.
2: Me and you were talking one time about crab fishermen. There was oh. this guy that, uh, I told him about <gasps> oh, that. You surf- told me. Yeah, I told you too. Uh, he survived a fucking, uh, a major accident. He was on a crab fishing boat up right. in Alaska and as the cage is getting dropped off, the rope wraps around his leg and drags him. Right, and he starts descending with the cage, and he
3: felt, which is
0: designed to sink all the way yeah, to the right, bottom. Right, right. He
2: felt his eardrums burst. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> and it's ice water. Jesus, he lived. How did he survive? Did he cut the rope? It just. He said, "I got untangled and I floated to the top, and my boat saw my fucking yellow jumpsuit, and they came and picked me up before I drowned." <laughs>
0: So all of that happened in seconds, but it only took seconds and it must have been seconds because he didn't just like guzzle water and drown.
2: Right. Oh no, it was long enough. They had to resuscitate him. He, his lungs were, he said, the way he described it, he said, I got dragged over and I felt, it felt like my head was like, like filling up like a balloon. He goes, the pressure got so crazy. And then my eardrums burst and I couldn't hear anything else. (laughs) He goes, and All I wanted to do was just take a breath, but I knew if I did, I was fucked. He goes, but after a while, like your body won't let you hold it anymore. He goes, and I breathed in and all I felt was this fiery burn. Sting. And then I woke up on the ship.
0: Oh (sighs) my God. Jesus.
2: And all of his buddies were like, oh my fucking. But no, sorry, he heard, he heard, "Mm -mm 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 -mm
0: -mm 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 because he
2: had no fucking eardrums.
0: So he's lucky as hell.
3: Yeah. I bet the cold of the water is what really saved his life. Like being that icy cold. And and that's what kept him his brain active or something like that. I
2: it had so. to be. Oh fuck yeah! That water's so cold. Yikes! All I know is fuck Alaskan crab fishing. Yeah, I don't care if they make fifty grand in like three months. Fuck that.
0: How shit. about yeah. fuck the ocean? How about you just <laughs> you have no business at all being anywhere except for the surface? Ah
2: yes. Yeah. So that's the story of uh you know
0: Yuri Yuri,
2: Yuri Lipsky Yuri Dumbfucky Dumbfuckery. And
3: those are my two stories.
0: <laughs> So, way to bring the night down. Sorry, my bad. Okay, I have some things that are better. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> some of them are not. Um, well, thank you, Terry.
3: Yeah, Welcome. thanks for. Thank Want to go eat my gun now,
0: dear husband? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's uh, let's go into the break, and then when we get back, we'll uh, we'll spin the wheel, and then move into pop stories. Hopefully, they are of a non-sexual sort of nature.
3: Uh, I promise this time they are.
0: Okay.
2: Coming up in a new Three Shots In patron exclusive.
0: Tannis was a simple country girl looking for an escape from boring farm life. Big Al was everything she was looking for. A sexy, bad-boy carnosaur from the wrong side of the food chain. Would their torrid romance tear their families apart?
1: Wet Hot Allosaurus Summer by Lola Faust. To become a patron, go to 3 and click the monthly subscription link. This is intended only for mature audiences. 3ShotsIn is not responsible for any soaked pants, green jeans, or stained seats. Listener discretion is advised.
0: Diving. You know, I've never been good at it. Diving into the pool, that is. I would never dive anywhere else. You can scuba dive. You can dive into the ocean. There are dive bars. There's also taking a dive. And an internet dictionary tells me that taking a dive is a sports term used in boxing or soccer, where someone pretends to fall and be injured in order to deceive the opponent or perhaps the referee. And that's so dishonest. You know who would never be caught dead doing something so dishonest?
1: Our sponsors. (laughs) We would like to thank Tilted Tinker, Woodcraft and Wizardry. Tilted Tinker is a company that makes woodcraft products. They make plaques with all sorts of, of hilarious sayings.
0: Lots of sarcasm and underhanded insults. All of that dry humor is mixed in with Dungeons and Dragons accessories.
1: That's right. And everything assembled by hand, all here in the United States.
0: Made in the USA, and it is family owned. They are close friends of ours. That's the most I'll say.
1: Could be anyone.
0: Could be anyone. But they are fantastic, and we do love their products. We own many of them. I have personally purchased several items.
1: Oh yeah, when I get drunk, I buy a lot of their shit.
0: It's pretty great. You can visit their website at TiltedTinker.com. You can reach out to them at info at They are Tilted Tinker on all their social medias.
1: Nice. You should go and you should buy something listener from their website because they're awesome Mm -hmm. and they love us just like we love you.
0: Jacob, we also have some discount codes from Tilted Tinker.
1: We do. They were so amazing and kind to provide exclusive three shots in promo codes for their website, which give 15% off your entire purchase.
0: Wow. That's a big deal.
1: It is a big deal. And they provided two promo codes.
0: You can make your purchase using the discount code HORSICA, H O R S E I C A. That's horse, I C A.
1: Or you can use Jacob (laughs) McGuire. Jacob is spelled J A C O B McGuire, M A G U I R E. Wow. If you support Jessica more than you support me, use code HORSICA. If you like me more than you like that bitch, go ahead and use Jacob McGuire.
0: Jacob, are you in the know?
1: I mean, I'm in the know, but I'm also in the No republic. That's right. We are sponsored by the No republic. They are a clothing brand who gives 20% of all proceeds to mental health awareness and suicide prevention in specifically high schools and colleges all around the United States.
0: I didn't know that.
1: Their clothing is unique and everything is done in house. I heard that they ventured with a third party and that third party didn't work out. So now that's right. Everything is crafted by hand shipped with love and care yeah they're an awesome company they always give back and you can go on their website the no republic again that's with a k the no republic.com
0: great customer service too i reached out to them with a problem and they got back to me right away
1: oh wow that's amazing Mm -hmm. normally people take like you know like within 24 hours but how soon did they get back
0: four hours whoa
3: Did you bust ass? No, no. I That'd just moved fun. it in the fucking chair and it made a sound.
0: All right. That's the end of the break. Indeed. We've, we have braked.
3: We have broken. Yes. yes.
0: And now we can spin the wheel once more. Father, would you care to? I would love to.
3: With a vengeance.
0: Raw. This is a very aggressive sound for a, Medium sounding spin. (laughs) Mediocre. (laughs) Anyway, it landed on favorite drink at a bar versus favorite drink at home. Are they different? Why? Okay. It's kind of four. It's kind of four in one type deal. Did Anything come immediately to mind to anybody? Yes. Terry.
2: So at home, I like to just have a glass of whiskey, like maybe a shot, two shots max Mm -hmm. and sip on it. Right? It's because it's relaxing, it's chill. I'm supposed to just kind of have my sips, not get a buzz necessarily, but feel that warmth. Sure. And it just makes me like, oh. plus I don't have that same problem that you have or maybe that you have. I think you kind of have it. I always notice this in d d too. Like whenever you take shots of whiskey, you do that like, woo like when it's rough. Yeah. Right. <laughs> For me, even with, even with the quote unquote rough whiskeys, I just always like the taste of whiskey. I always enjoyed it. So even with cheap whiskey, I can do like a shot, two shots worth, just kind of sip it because I like that heat mm-hmm. and it makes me relax. It makes me chill. It makes me, ah, when I'm at a bar, I like to have whiskey sours. Right. And the reason I like the whiskey sours, one of two. Okay. A, I just fucking like the taste of them. You can suck a million of those fucking down and, and get drunk as shit. Mm-hmm. Right. The other one is since Vegas, oh, since that it was one so year. Good. Yep. So Went to a Marine Corps ball with you. And uh, rah, rah. now I'm like, that's almost like my measure of the bartender. What's your experience? What level of experience? What level bartender are you? Right? Because that bartender, I, first of all, I, I didn't realize I'd been getting fed bullshit, like hole in the wall whiskey sours for years. Right, And then
0: this I feel, bartender's well, I feel like, like, depending on the place you're in, that's the only kind they know.
2: Yeah. Wait, wait. So
3: you're saying, that? remember the night we got fucked up, you weren't married to my Those daughter? were not real whiskey sours. We got, we got
2: shwasted on those. I, they were delicious.
3: Yeah, they, yeah.
0: They're actually called whiskey gingers.
2: Yes. Oh, so what do, what was the whiskey A whiskey sour, sour has fucking egg white in it. Oh shit, yeah, we didn't have that. Yeah, no.
0: Almost all the same ingredients except there's egg white as well. Huh. And the
2: way it's mixed. This fucking guy, I'll never forget. Jess was like we we're, were about to go to the ball, right? And I'm in my blues and, and like we were in our hotel. And you know, uh <laughs> we're in the 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 uh the lobby of right. this, I think it was the Flamingo or whatever we were staying. I can't remember. Cheap ass fucking hotel. But There was no,
0: I think that was the nice one.
2: Was it MGM or something? That was
0: after you got home from deployment. That was the nice one.
2: You're right. You're right.
0: So I'm in my little evening gown. We're feeling like a million bucks. And And I uh, excuse myself to go to the bathroom. Yeah.
2: She goes, and I I was like,
0: you know, just order me whatever you order.
2: Yeah. And I walk over to the bar and I go, I I walk up to the guy and he goes, "Uh, what can I get you? And he's an older guy, not like old, but like maybe late 50s, early 60s. So pretty young. Pretty young. Old as fucking dirt. <laughs> Spry. <laughs> anyway. And he had like little fucking like like Benjamin Franklin spectacles. Right, right. right. Um, one of those dudes that has like a balding spot, but he has a ponytail.
0: Ew. Right?
2: Uh, white, white hair. Yeah. No, listen. He was dope as shit. I remember I, I walked up and he was like, what can I get you, son? And I was like, uh, whiskey sour for me, please. And, uh, I can't remember what I ordered for you that night. I ordered. some. Oh, for.
0: I think I asked for a white Russian.
2: Yes. I love right. White Russians are great. I love those two. Right. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so that bartender goes, those are great choices. He goes for you, sir. I'm assuming the whiskey sour is for you. And I go, yes, sir. And he goes, uh, would you like, uh, He said, whiskey ginger or an actual whiskey sour. And I go, "Uh, I wasn't aware that there's two. And he's like, oh, yeah, most bartenders will make you a whiskey ginger when you say whiskey sour. He goes, but a whiskey sour is made with play. And he started naming off all the shit. And I was like, fuck it. I never had that one. Right. He goes, well, that's the real whiskey sour. If you would like one of those. I was like, fuck, yeah, I'll do that. And he put egg whites in this thing and he fucking mixed it just right. Ryan, it was frothy and. Fucking smooth. It was so good. It was a frothy
0: dream. It was so I have so never tasty. had a
2: drink like that. The thing is, though, I, I just in my heart
3: of hearts, I think Vegas bartenders are a high level bartender. Oh, they I have. I mean, to that's, be. that's where it sure. is. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. And the bartenders that we were at were pretty much, I mean, we were in like a biker bar. The Sugar Sweet. Yeah. We were at a biker bar. When we were oh, doing I forgot that it was
0: called the Sugar Sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, that was my bar, right?
0: That's where mm-hmm. it went. But So
2: I've only had one other place ever that's made me a whiskey sour like that. Um, and that was another trip to Vegas that you and I did uh, for, no, never mind. It wasn't, that wasn't for Vegas. I haven't had one, another one in Vegas like that. Fuck, where'd we have it? I had another one. Someone else made it for me that way. And they didn't ask me the same question. I just said whiskey sour and they made it with the fucking egg white and all that shit. And I was like, oh fuck. So that is a thing that wasn't just a Vegas thing. Mm-hmm. And so now that's like my bar drink, because even if they make a whiskey ginger, I fucking love it. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah.
0: No whiskey. Whiskey gingers are nothing to cry about. They're no. really tasty.
2: But when I see a bartender make a whiskey sour, now that I know how it's supposed to be made, I'm like, oh, you know, you that, can take motherfucker, it. Yeah, that motherfucker. Yeah. That yeah. motherfucker knows what he's doing.
0: Oh. And so the, the white Russian, he made me, oh, so I, remember, I had Terry, I had Terry taste so it. So good. He, there was no, like, it was a strong drink right. and Terry watched him mix it. Right. but it tasted like creamy like chocolate milk, chocolate milk. Yeah. yeah.
3: I love white Russians. Oh I can God. only do like one cause they're so rich. Yeah. Like one, maybe two in a night. Mm-hmm. He heavy poured that shit but though. You and I, we did, we went whiskey sour, a Coors Light beer, whiskey sour, Coors Light beer. And we did it all night long. Oh, wow. I don't know how many we had, but we were, we were bad. All that I was the McDonald's that all was over the, the place <laughs> night. And you saved <laughs> your diet Coke and the fries.
0: Yes. That was the night you ate your chicken nuggets well, off the ground, off the, off the driveway. I did. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Twenty-four hour rule. That's a Marine Corps thing. Listen, it's fine. No, listen. After you have that level of exposure to germs and bullshit, you don't care about <laughs> yeah. chicken nuggets falling on the ground. You're like, oh, hairs and shit. Oh. Yeah, yeah, whatever.
0: Well, you know, Dad. What about you? Your favorite drink at home versus your favorite drink so, at a bar.
2: At home, I'm gonna
3: do at home first. They're both different. Uh, at home, I like to make myself, or if I can get a woman trained to make it for me, <laughs> um, I like to do spicy bloody marys
0: yum those are good they're so
3: good and and the technique i learned was uh, you got to you do the normal bloody mary but you add some uh, jalapeno juice and pickle juice. Yeah, yeah. And some jalapenos or even a habanero, but usually jalapenos do it better.
2: Did they do that at the, at the egg, egg plantation? plantation?
3: Yeah. It's called the Plantation yeah. Mary. Yeah, yeah. Those so motherfuckers. It was, so those motherfuckers, I said, hey, I'm getting ready to move. I want to know how to make your thing. They said, we'd have to kill you. And I was like, okay, <laughs> fuckers. All so right. so I'm, I go to the, oh, I'm, go ahead. I was just
0: going to add on to what you were saying. I'm partial to Bloody Marys as well. Right. I prefer just the classic one as opposed to like the one they make a little spicier. Right. If they make a good one, it's got a tiny kick. Right. Just all to itself, the classics. Right, right. And uh, when I was pregnant with Dean, I was craving them like crazy. And so I went to the egg plantation and I told them, I desperately need (laughs) your Bloody Mary with no alcohol. Can you do that? And they were like, absolutely. And so they brought me as many as I wanted and they like even docked the cost.
3: Right. That's cool. It was really nice. They should, Dr. The cost, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But so I watched them. I was at the bar one time, ordered it, did my thing. And then I watched them meticulously, and they poured this one juice in. And that was the only thing I didn't understand. And so then I said, I'm not going to ask him that. I waited for a while. I ate my food, whatever. And then I said, hey, what, what's in that right there? What, what, what is that juice? And they go, oh, it's jalapeno juice. And I was like, oh, motherfuckers. And I did that to mine. I was like, that was that <laughs> there. it is. is. Oh, it was so fucking good. So that's, it. That's, that's my morning thing. And usually I'm at home in the morning. So if I'm out, if I'm at like a, uh, a restaurant, I'll do that. But I will not do it at a bar. At a bar, I like old fashions. Mm-hmm. I like, uh, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I've had, usually I had them with bourbon, but uh, the other night I actually met a guy, a bartender who gave me one with um, rye whiskey and I fucking love it. So it's not as sweet. It's a little more of a punch mm-hmm. and, uh, and three of them make me happy. So I
2: love rye whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
3: rye whiskey with, in the old fashioned, right? Cause you know, I'm older. It's the than orange you guys.
0: rind. When drying, dry and they
3: burn it, they put some mm-hmm. uh, bitters and something else in there. There's some little right. tricks they do to it. It's a, fancy.
0: It's very fancy. Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, but but I absolutely love them. And I owe a guy named Aaron, who I was his dungeon master for a long time. He made him one time for Christmas, and I was like, oh, fuck. I love these dungeon things.
0: Dungeon master, do you mean sexually or... Um, <laughs>
3: <laughs> God, you just fucking go at me
0: I'm just trying to make sure that the people listening to this podcast right now understand what you're saying
3: dungeon masters and dungeons and dragons oh yeah yeah oh okay been playing for a little while for okay. sure <laughs> um but yeah those are my two uh, drinks of choice and that is why okay so what about you
0: so I think at home I prefer I definitely like my gin
2: oh yeah that rose one or not rose one? what's that one you got from Keeper soul
0: Keeper saw um, Dirk's gin and it's made with oranges really, really good, but it's a Texas gin. So it's really dry. It's a little difficult to sip on all by itself. Gin tech like usually is, but this one is really nice. I do like it, but either way, I prefer a nice gin and tonic.
3: And that's
1: here.
0: That's here Okay. because the ingredients are very simple. I think it's just gin, tonic water and lime Okay. Very simple, and I think you can mix. I think you for a gin and tonic, you don't have to mix simple syrup or like extra sweetener in there. Tonic water already is sweetened, right? So it's perfect for me. And then when I'm not home, I do like to order something fancy, like a a whiskey sour or a white White Russian, Russian. something I wouldn't just buy because I'm not going to drink it all the time. Right. Yeah. Very cool. That's where I'm at. Now,
3: didn't weren't you and Jake like fucking tits on uh, some sort of sage? gin or something or oh rosemary rosemary right mm. that's off the
0: no, that's, market now No, oh, that's on the table
2: okay
3: it's I've,
0: that's a that's how i preferred my gin and tonics
2: gotcha those two had such a thing for gin i wish that i had the same thing for gin that they do i fucking hate gin
0: we hate whiskey yeah you know like it's, it's just, that
2: thing where it's like i can't wrap my head around it's like lamb I hate lamb.
0: You're but weird you for are that one, fucking though. fucking weird. It's got a <laughs> taste. Tommy
3: fuck. It's got a taste. Yeah, that it makes it's me go, called Whoa. heaven is what it's called.
1: <laughs> it's so
0: delicious. So you must be
1: from hell. <laughs> yeah.
3: You must be heavenly, heavenly taste.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Pop, we're moving into your stories. Are you ready?
3: Okay. I am, I'm always ready. Now, like, I don't uh, actually read anything. Usually it's something that's either happened to me or someone very close to me. Right. But I am going to tell a story. Okay. Of uh, a person on the YouTube called... Uh, oh my God, please say that one more time. The YouTube.
2: <laughs> you guys watch it every fucking on day. On the internet. It's the YouTube. <laughs> yes, it is the YouTube. What, we're what am I fucking that? up on
0: that? Nothing. No, go ahead. Nothing. Keep go,
2: going. Go, go, go. Anyway. So, attack. On YouTube. I'll attack. Say it one more time. YouTube. Yeah, yeah, the,
3: YouTube. The, the YouTube. The YouTube. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Mr. Ballin, I'm saying the... I get it. Mr. Bullen on YouTube, I think he was a former Navy SEAL or something like that, but uh, but he tells stories, narrative form, whatever. <clears throat> but he told one story and it's like my two fears. If I get killed by animals, whatever, right? I'm going to fight this thing. I'm going to fucking do what I can. A bear eats me, a dog destroys whatever. But a crocodile is frightening. That's a fucking dinosaur and it should not be alive today, right? It, so It
0: was designed so well at killing. Right. That it had no need to adapt. It lived right. through or extinction. Evo- or evolve.
3: R- right. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's frightening. Matter of fact, and the they, motherfucker got smaller.
0: And is still
3: as deadly as it was then. <laughs> but still fucking huge. Like <laughs> yeah. 20 feet. Yeah, they're huge. And then they pull you in. They twist you around. They fucking drown. It's horrible, right? Don't want to get eaten by a crackdown. And I don't like flying, right? I don't want to die. If, if, if an airplane starts crashing, I'm going to have seven heart attacks on the way down. And then when it hits, I'm probably going to survive and then I'm going to burn slowly to death. I ain't a fucking bird. I shouldn't be flying. So he tells a story. There's this little puddle jumper. It's like a Swedish plane or something like that. And they're in Africa. It's like 20, 30 passengers. They go up, they plane off for five minutes and then they're down and they land. And they do this all throughout the week. They're in the plane, they take off, and I know you're saying, where the fuck the dive's coming? It's called a nose dive in the fucking airplane. That's where it's coming from. So, Yeah, 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 that's where dive's coming, just so you know. (laughs) All of a sudden, the plane midway, where before it starts its descent, just all of a sudden nose dives, pitches down, and nose dives into the ground and blows up, and shit goes everywhere. And it's witnessed by all kinds of people. So all the people run over there. They are trying to see if there's any survivors. There's one survivor. She's in a coma. They they rescue her. So they take her to the hospital. Everyone else is dead. And there was a crocodile near the plane, kind of harassing them. So they got a group of people to shoo the crocodile away. Right? Get you know go yeah. away crocodile. I don't know how you shoo a fucking crocodile away, but there was like five guys doing that, so in their in their in their head they said okay it's not it's not uh, totally common that a crocodile would be in this area, but it's not uncommon so the
0: lakes, they res- they respond to the scene and see a crocodile, and they're like, huh, that's not, inconvenient right, not too far away from, like maybe a
3: hundred yards from the plane or yeah. something. yeah right so The the lady finally, and they could not figure out why this plane, the plane was in perfect order. They couldn't figure out why it fell out of the sky, why it nosedived. They're thinking there was some sort of shenanigans on board or something like that. So the lady finally comes out, like, uh, I don't know the time frame. It 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 was a while. And she tells him the story that all of a sudden she's in the plane. She sees the stewardess or steward or whoever look Towards the back of the plane, scream and run towards the front of the plane. Everyone, the twenty thirty passengers, all look to the rear, and there's a fucking crocodile on the airplane. And now it starts coming down the aisle.
0: What? Yeah, yeah. They just know. didn't notice it was there. No, so
3: so I guess they um they uh what do you call it? Uh, Hijack, not hijack, when you when you take something, you're trying to steal an animal and you're trying to bring it somewhere. Oh, smuggle. 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 So yeah. I guess apparently you try to smuggle this thing. And so it wasn't massive, it was only like a six, seven footer, but that's still a killer. Six, seven feet is a long yeah, ass yeah. fucking That's a <laughs> big fucking dog who's gonna <laughs> maul you, right? That
0: will rip your arm out of its socket and right. off of your body, yeah. 100%.
3: And so everyone sees this crocodile, and what do they do? They get up and they run away from the crocodile, which is the front of the plane. All that weight transference, makes the plane nose dip and they do a nosedive. So here's what I thought, after he, after he said the story, I'm thinking, okay, so I run to the front of the plane, because it's instinct, right? Although I would realize in that plane not to do that, but I still would be the only one back there alone with the crocodile, which I don't want to be. So let's just say I run to the front, now the plane's nosediving, and guess what else is happening? The crocodile is sliding towards all of us. Oh my God. Now I, She didn't say that, she just said it, it nosedived, the crocodile was whatever, and then we crashed, and I don't remember anything. But. In my mind, if it's 32nd fall, and there's a crocodile sliding towards me, I mean, that's,
2: fuck. That you is have, your you hell. Have.
3: It is all my fears, all <laughs> combined into one fucking thing. Oh my God, I would just I would just die. Yeah. I would just die. Heart attack. Oh yeah, heart attack. Not cell, only is the plane aneurysm, crashing. cancer, I'd get all right there. Leukemia, <laughs> my balls would fall, everything. My ass would implode, yeah. <laughs> oh
1: my God. It would be horrible. It would a be lot a fucking of terrible horrible things. Horrible
3: death, yeah, yeah. So that, that's one of my stories. I just, I had to say it. Cause it was Wait up, stuff.
2: so the crocodile that they found was the crocodile
3: okay? So it's assumed that it was crocodile. And it was but alive. They right? have no. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The fucking crocodile survived the crash.
0: Yeah. It's well. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. covered in natural armor. It's a it's fucking a dinosaur. Shit.
2: It survived the ice age. You were flying straight down in a case in which all passengers in. but one were annihilated. And
0: the crocodile lived. Well, it's actually, it's two passengers survived because the crocodile <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. Can you Imagine you're the guy that's in a coma and you're like, oh, but thank God the crocodile's dead. And they're like, uh, actually, we found a out cro- there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that. It, it's, that's just it's a it. Like fucking if,
0: nightmare. If it if the crocodile had died, they would have found a dead crocodile in that's the wreckage fucking, of the plane. That's
2: so. True. That's yeah, the yeah. thing that's more terrifying to me. That I'm like survived. that motherfucker survived an airplane crash. Right. Right.
3: And probably I, I mean I don't know if he ate anybody. I guess he did because they would have seen the crocodile eat somebody. But
2: but anyway, fuck Lots that. Oh, no, they might have just been pussies yeah. and they were yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, it's scary. Instead of like just jumping up on their seat, right? And, like everybody run to the front, right?
0: Staying away from it, its body's too awkward to like.
2: Yeah, there's no
3: crawl way.
0: into your seats and stuff. At
2: least I think that would be the case,
3: but I who really, knows? Yeah, you I, know, mean,
0: I've, you I haven't have really, been
3: on a plane with a crocodile, right? You really right?
0: couldn't know unless you were ex- in that right. exact situation.
2: I've so. only seen a plane full of snakes, right? Isn't that a movie? Oh, those poor people were mm-hmm. all killed by the fucking mental retardation.
3: I
0: believe the movie's called... A plane with snakes on it.
3: Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Horrifying. But a crocodile is worse. Okay. So um, the next one is uh, my brother, (laughs) his best buddy was a diver and he checked dams and ships and he would check the uh, strength of a dam or check to make sure the, the bottom of the ship had no bad stuff on it or whatever. So that was his job. That's what he did all the time. He was checking out a dam and this was in San Diego. This was probably in the or late 70s or early 80s. I, I don't remember the exact date, but he was checking out a dam and it was in San Diego somewhere and he's diving along, whatever. I don't know how deep it was. And he says, he tells my brother, he goes, I saw what I thought was a Volkswagen under the water. By at the, near the dam, and he was like, "Oh my God! This, someone maybe crashed in here, and no one knows this. I, I'm going to go check it out."
0: He has to inspect it. He, he, he has to, to report it when he gets back up.
3: I don't know if he had to. He was there to inspect the dam, but I think he felt obligated, right? I mean, right. if there's a, a vehicle in there and it's. It's me and you lost me 10 years ago and all of a sudden, oh, he crashed and there I am. You know, something like that. It could be a missing person. Yeah, yeah, missing person or whatever. So he's swimming towards this, what he thinks is Volkswagen, uh, because it's as big as Volkswagen. He gets almost to a point, and you know, it's not totally, it's it's not murky, but it's not, you're not seeing 20 feet in front of you. It's like 10 feet in front of you. So it's at the edge of that 10 feet. As it gets closer, all of a sudden, silt pops up and this Volkswagen swims away. Yeah. He shit his pants. He said, holy fuck, (laughs) I shit my pants. I got out of that dam. He said, I said, fuck that. I'm not checking any more dams. So he's talking to people and they go, yeah, catfish can get pretty big. It had to be a catfish. That's the only thing really alive that could get that big. But they're not going to get as big as a Volkswagen. But he was like dead set. This thing was, I I would not swim up to what I thought could be a log or a fish or whatever. I thought it was a fucking Volkswagen. It was the shape of a Volkswagen. It was massive. And it was massive. Yeah. So Fucking for me, I'm huge. like, and then I start thinking noodling, right? These crazy <laughs> bitches, these country fucks put their arm in there. It grabs her arm. They pick up this massive fish. Your body would be the noodle. Not your so oh, long. Yeah.
0: Your entire body is yeah, the yeah. noodle. And yeah, those yeah.
3: fuckers eat anything, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was frightening. I was like, fuck So you're getting that. eaten tank and all. You're yeah, gone. so he's diving and it's some crazy bullshit. You for sure.
0: have told me that story over the course of my childhood
3: Probably and adulthood
0: times. many times. Yeah, and yeah. it freaks me out every single time. Cause I always put myself in that position, right? You're swimming toward it thinking this is important. I'm going to go inspect this inanimate object. And then you find out, Oh, I'm not alone in here. And there's something in here that could swallow me whole.
3: That's bigger than me. Yeah. A six foot, 200 pound guy. Yeah. 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 Or that's not me, but that was him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, six feet. two hundred. I would love to be six feet, 200 pounds. I think that's perfect height and weight. That's like a, that's a pretty princess weight. Very for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think so. But anyway, uh, so that's that one scared shit out of me. And then I have one where a very close friend of mine, he was a <laughs> diver and I, I told a story about him. I think I told one in the uh, deep or cavern cave one, whatever one we had last time. That you I
0: did. About. It was the the guy who liked to go, um, lobster. hunt for lobsters yeah, yeah. and he called them bugs. Bugs. Yeah. Yeah. And he found a jetty.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So this is this guy again at another place where he knows bugs are, but he also knows sometimes they're sharks. Yeah. He says he doesn't care. He's getting his lobster. And he'll figure it out. So he's getting ready to go out there and he takes a uh, sea kayak to this kelp bed out there. So he's out three, four, 500 yards away from the shore. And as he's getting it all set up and his dive equipment and everything to go dive that spot to look for bugs or a lobster, people are telling him, hey, we've seen a shark in the water. We think it's a great white uh, and it's out near the kelp beds. And so this dumb fuck, he's like, oh, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, I'll test my metal. I'll see if I can get me a lobster with a great white shark out there.
0: Because <laughs> what, a, what a great story. Well, what a great and story. Panty, and, and
2: you know, anti dropping story. I yes. think this, and this
3: guy was pretty humble, but he just said some, I think he had his death wish, is what I think, but who knows? He was definitely like adrenaline. But anyway, he gets out there. He says, I didn't see any signs of a shark. I get in the water. I dive down, no signs of a shark. I don't really care, I'm having a good time. I get in the kelp, I find my bug, I find this massive lobster I put it in my bag. I'm coming out of the thing and the shark, he said, I swear to God, it was watching where I entered. It was just kind of, it wasn't hovering, but it was barely moving towards where he was. Like it was just slightly moving in the water. And he's all, and that shark, he sees it, he has to swim up to where his kayak is and the shark is in between those two points. So he's like, okay, what am I going to do here? So he says, well, I'm going to see if the shark is interested in me. I'm going to swim out a little way from the kelp. And if he starts coming my way, I'm going to go back into the kelp. Because I think he believes the shark won't go on the kelp or something like that. I don't know what the deal is. But he said, yeah, great whites never go on the kelp. But okay. he identified his great white. He said, when he started, he goes, but you know, it wasn't that big. It was like six or seven feet. Kind of like the crocodile. Right? <laughs> I'm like, okay. That's still big. If you got a three foot shark, uh, most dogs are like two feet Maybe three feet long, and they could. A lot of dogs can kill you, right? So this is a shark in a place that's not your environment, and that motherfucker's meant to kill you, built to kill, right? (laughs) It's hungry. It's gonna eat you. And you look like a fucking seal, right? You know, whatever. So he he swims out a little bit. He says the shark just kind of follows him, so to speak, but doesn't. It doesn't seem interested, but he's eyeballing him, is what he believes. So he goes back in the kelp. So now, of course, what's he do? Check his tank. I've got 15 minutes left of air, or 10 minutes left of air, or whatever it was. The shark is not leaving the kayak area. He's trying to figure out how he's gonna get up there on his dive. So then he gets the idea, he says, okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna slip out again. I'm gonna grab the anchor rope that has my kayak. I'm gonna pull that rope towards me into the kelp. I'm gonna pull my, my uh, kayak into the kelp. So that it's above the kelp. So it's above the kelp. I'm gonna ascend through the kelp, get on my kayak, and swim away. and and kayak away and he and then he's like but the shark is as big as his kayak so he's like that might be a problem but at least i'll have i can move faster so he does all that pulls it over the kelp and he's a problem solver he gets over there he swims up he sees the shark just a little bit here and there kind of go near the kelp but swim away which and and empowers him on hey the kelp made me safe gets up Gets on the kayak, raises anchor, puts his lobster away, puts the lobster in a position to where if the shark gets too close, he's gonna throw the lobster towards it so he eats that, not him. He starts kayaking away. <clears throat> he's moving at a good clip. He says, I don't wanna do nothing anything too aggressive so that I don't draw attention, but I am moving as quickly as I can without drawing attention. And fucking the shark. It's like he goes, it was like fucking jaws. I see the fin and it's fucking doing that uh, wavy thing and it's coming towards him. He said, you're not getting my lobster. And he just starts going and just paddling. And he said the shark was on his ass the whole way until he got into the surf zone and into shallow area. And the shark like hit like the first wave and then turned away. And I was (laughs) was like, fuck that. So yeah. So that's that's all I got. So diving story where he had a shark almost eat him or maybe, I don't know, maybe the shark was toying with him. And then the dive where the guy saw Volkswagen that was probably a fucking giant fish. And then, of course, crocodile airplane story, which is my nightmares and I probably have a nightmare night.
0: Probably. Probably. So my so,
3: understanding, sharks don't toy with shit. He said he never got bumped yeah, by, it's so It's always know. curious. Yeah, right. So,
0: odds are, it would have been bump first. Whether it continued would have been based on whether the shark determined is that worth biting to see how it tastes or right. is it not?
2: Because that's what they said happened to those Indianapolis guys. They said that they'd be sitting there floating and then a tiger shark or something would walk over and go, or swim over, walk over. <laughs> swim hey over, buddy. Yeah. And go bump. And people would start flailing and freaking out. You'd hear people screaming bloody murder. And then all of a sudden person would go phoom, under mm-hmm. the water. Fuck that. God.
0: Yeah. I, so I read a whole bunch of stories cause it's, we're moving on to my stories now. Yes. Oh boy. I read a whole bunch Best. Lots of different testimonials of d- people's different experiences. I'm always a
2: little terrified when your stories come around because I, you're, you're awful
3: with I your don't stories. understand. And what, what are you taking for dive? What is your,
0: um, special? diving experiences
3: like under the water?
0: Yes. Okay. Very cool. Specifically ones that reinforce the reasons why we don't belong in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. And we have no business being it and should never go into it. Agreed. Divers get so like ones who do it all the time have adapted to how fucking awful the ocean is that they'll just like nonchalantly be like, oh yeah, sharks shoulder check you constantly to see if you're edible. And you really got to make sure when they do it, when they bump you, they don't bump, you know, the meat of your body because they will determine that that is edible. Right. You have to make sure that when they do that first bump, they bump something like metal or some shit. And that way they're like, ew. And they leave. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool <laughs> thank That's you biggie. like thank you for reinforcing my my thoughts on this and uh for example another one was like they had a i guess since the last time i looked into diving technology they've invented something called a shark shield and a shark shield i guess releases some kind of like sound like a sonic thing oh. so not it is metal so if they were to bump it or bite on it or something they would get that reinforced like okay i don't really want to move any further with that i don't want to it doesn't seem seem like that's something i can eat but on the way to you you can release this sort of like ultrasonic (laughs) sort of like
2: so i feel like that first part of this whole thing Mm -hmm. it sounds like battered wife syndrome What do you mean? No, I swear. I love the ocean. It's great. But they're like, they're like, you just have to get used to how fucking awful it is. It's It's great, though.
0: Stupid scuba divers. (laughs) They're like, no, it's great. It's beautiful. And then they're like, I literally saw one person was like, yeah, I went diving in like Puget Sound off of the coast of Washington or something. And they were like, yeah, my instructor didn't warn us that we would be literally covered in crawling things down at the bottom and that she would make us all turn out our lights and just sit in the dark with it. And I was like, ew, what?
3: <laughs> yeah, fuck. <laughs>
0: and that. There, the, one, one like, you know, quote unquote experienced diver was like, yes, they should have warned you about the bloodworms. And I was like, excuse me, the bloodworms? You don't belong there. Stay away from the ocean. <laughs> It's awful. No, Jessica,
2: it's great. I promise. You just have to get used to how awful it is.
1: It's so beautiful. (laughs) Nature.
2: It's so abusive and beautiful in its abusiveness. It wants to kill
0: me. Every chance it gets, it wants me to die.
2: (laughs) But I love it. But I love it so much. I've been through so much with it.
0: (laughs) So anyway, we're going to move into some, some people's experiences. A lot of them are not so great. Some of them are kind of cool, but...
2: But most of them are not so great.
0: Pretty much the the <laughs> common denominator between all of these is that the ocean is a terrible, nightmarish hellscape that no one belongs in. Absolutely. So here we go. Fifteen years ago, I was on a four-person dive. There were two novices, me with 80-ish dives and the dive leader. We swam in a diamond shape, me bringing up the rear, but one of the novices was all over the place with a camera burning through his air, swimming up a storm, as it were. He lost grip on this shiny new camera, and it zipped upwards, but got caught on his snorkel, and he didn't see that it did. So he kicked out hard for the surface, thinking, I assumed, to chase down his camera, and went right by me upwards. I grabbed his fin and hauled him down. I signaled to him to stop and to relax. I untangled his camera and I handed it to him, only he didn't move. Instead, his regulator fell out of his mouth, His eyes were wide, but unresponsive. So I stuff his regulator back in and, unsure what to do, looked around for the dive master, who's gone. I start to panic a little bit. I decide I have to take him up as quick as possible. Come to find out he had epilepsy.
1: (laughs) Oh, God.
0: (laughs) So... (laughs)
3: <laughs> what the fuck are you diving, dude?
0: I don't know. I just,
3: <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. I know you're not supposed to be laughing at so that. So,
0: at around <laughs> 20 <laughs> meters, holy shit! We're on our way up. He starts to seize. Oh, motherfucker! He got caught up in my gear and kicked my inflator hose from my BCD, and now I'm venting air. Oh. It's a bit of a blur for me, but after struggling with him, I had to let him go and watch Uh. him slip below me as air bubbles from my, my inflator hose rushed upward toward me. The next thing I do remember is this constant beeping from my wrist. I had a cheap dive computer, but it had a depth alarm, and that made me aware that I had dipped past 35 meters trying to bring him back up.
3: Holy shit.
0: But my inflator, to get me back up to the surface quick had fallen off with him I still had some air but there was nobody around so I just start swimming up slow I'm in shock I think when suddenly the dive leader went past me in a blast of current he grabbed me as I went and hauled me up topside I was relieved to see he'd also grabbed the epileptic the epileptic novice (laughs) diver as well they called up a rescue boat to come out and meet us he was in decompression for a couple of days I think but he was fine he survived He'd been caught trying to dive again at a different resort. After that, as soon as he was out, fucking
3: idiots. All these fucking people with death wishes. Yeah, Jesus. I don't,
0: I don't understand. What, well, hey, like, what
2: are you proving? You have epilepsy. What the fuck are you doing down
3: there? It sounds
0: like he lied on a well, bunch sure, he, of certs and course, just for did sure. the bear They would never let
2: him down there in the first place. Right. He told them that. But I'm just saying, like, dude, come yeah. on. Yeah.
0: So this guy, he says, I ended up with air trapped in the pipe between my ear, between my ear and throat which was painful, but ultimately I was also fine.
2: Wow. So you know what I call that? Natural selection. Right. (laughs) Right. He went back to the other. Okay, fine, dude. Just let him. Have another seizure. And I guess you'll end up like Yuri fucking Big Bolzinov.
0: Next up, at Sand Hollow Reservoir in Washington County, Utah, there's an old school bus and a retired flight school airplane at the bottom for divers to explore. There's also a geocache in the bus. So my brother, who's a retired army ranger and myself, a civilian mechanic with no diving experience, hmm. set out to find it. After about 15 minutes, we find the bus. It's rusted and rotting, covered in algae. We enter it from the back and start searching for the geocache. The best way. What is a geocache? Uh, I think it's like like a, like a hidden thing. People will online put up the coordinates of something for other explorers uh, to find.
3: But it's not like the exact... It's, it's near... It's like within 10 meters or 10 yards of it and you have to figure... And it could be anywhere. We
0: have to look around for it. It could be it.
3: under rocks. It could be in a tree. Mm-hmm. It could be whatever. And okay. when they find it, I think they they take some stuff out and they put their name or a signature or something on it's, it and then someone else can find
0: it. Yeah, it's something it. like yeah. you, you leave your mark there so that it's forever known that you were also there and you did find it and then you put your own like thing there for people to find. Right. Like trade it out you can keep the thing you found and then put your own thing there. Something like that, yeah. Something like that, I think.
3: It's a huge thing for people. They travel all around the nation doing Mm -hmm. this. It is really All over the world. Yeah. Yeah. I've just never heard of
2: that before.
0: So he says, we found it. We signed it, and we swap out the item. What we found there was a piece of paper wrapped in Ziploc bags. On the paper was a single instruction. Item too large to put in container. Check driver's seat. Intrigued, we made our way to the front. I was the first to reach the driver's seat, and there's a body wrapped in trash bags and tape with a 45-pound chain around the ankles.
3: What? Holy shit.
0: I let out a blood-curdling scream. I start sucking air. My brother acted immediately, grabbed the body, pointed to the weight, which I grabbed, and we made our way toward the surface. Once we got there, we put our flag up, uh, got on our boat once it arrived. The flag was to signal them to come out to us. (laughs) We called over the radio, what we found, and we met a fleet of park rangers and county officers at the shore they cut open the bags while they were taking our statement only to find that someone had left 130 or so pounds of sugar in gallon Ziploc bags in the shape of a human body. Oh,
3: Motherfucking assholes. <laughs> I was about to say like Dexter's doing geocaches and shit. Now. I was about to say <laughs> what a cool ass serial killer. I right? was like I'm gonna put him in geocache. The geocache killer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I thought you were about to do. That was fucking rad. I mean it's horrible. I don't want to kill anybody but still fucking At the same hard. Time, I mean, like,
2: also, it'd be a really cool show. What a
3: badass. Right. Yeah. Fuck, what an asshole. I
0: know. What a, what a piece like, of shit. <laughs> like
1: so
0: right. much dedication. I they know. had to purchase hundred and thirty pounds of sugar and put it in the bags, it.
3: Make it look like a body. Yes, you take also it say. down under the water and put it in the fucking bus and find the geocache but yeah, to be able to thi- do
2: that. That's the thing is you guys said that geocaches are something where someone can swap out the thing that they found last. Right. Right. So some motherfucker was like, Oh, this'll be hilarious. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god, that's yeah. great. Wow. He like read that somewhere dick. and was like,
3: yeah. What a Yeah.
0: And they'll never know who did it either. No,
3: never. That's fucking amazing. That's cool.
0: <laughs> that's fucked up.
3: <laughs> I love it. I think that's hilarious. Your stories rock. Keep going. I, yeah. I love this shit.
0: <laughs> this one's pretty cool. This is the one I will admit is neat. Okay. So, so
3: I thought this last one was pretty fucking neat. So. I thought
0: that fucking sucked. I'd be pissed. I was, a, I, I was fucking dead. At the
3: end of it all, it's pretty cool. Dude, You're if like, I
2: found out it wasn't an actual real body, and I'd be like, oh my God, I got trolled so hard. Fucking good <laughs> right. shit, dude. Good for you. Like, holy yeah. shit.
0: Well, anyway, next up. There's an old World War II ammunition ship off the southern coast of England that was full of brass top shells. Most had been taken by divers over the years. It was now very rare to see them apart from a pile in the corner of the ship. This pile of shiny brass metals was miraculously untouched, remarkably clean after spending years underwater, and you only found out why if you swam near them. Hmm. I did. Out of the shadows of this ship, the largest eel I've ever seen snakes forward. Without exaggeration, this thing had a head the same size of a horse's, and it's full of jagged teeth.
3: That's a fucking monster. That's a sea that's monster. a sea monster, yeah.
0: Nobody gets near those shells. Turns out for years, this thing had been guarding the shiny brass shells, slithering over them, making them shine.
2: Ugh, ah. God damn. That's a DD and d creature, dude. Right? That's dope as shit.
0: We found out at the bar later that he was actually famous in the area, and many people went to the wreck just to see him. No idea why this giant creature was guarding them like a dragon in its horde. But some say eels are kind of like magpies that way. They like shiny things.
2: Huh. That's fucking cool as shit. That
3: is.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And I where's would that, go just to see him. Where is that at?
0: Uh, off the southern coast of England, it said.
3: Well, that would mean we would have to dive in the water to do that. Yeah, no and, thanks. No. Listen,
2: that's recreational diving. We're not technical diving.
0: I'm sorry, it's rec- recreational what? Diving. Yeah, I'm not interested. Nope. <laughs> Pass.
2: Especially when an
3: eel the size of a horse head, that will eat yeah, you. Yeah, but see, that's the thing is you just don't go near it. Nah, son. Mm-hmm. No, I ain't doing it. No, I thanks. Ain't doing it. I'd be yeah, down good. to do that. I like that I've grounded my feet and I have, what, 180 degrees? And, I don't know. Does anyone
2: really deal with sharks or anything like that?
3: You can't know every angle at every time. And you know there's going to be an angle that something's looking at you and you ain't seeing it. Hopefully it's like a clownfish or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You guys she ready you for the she next go. one? Yeah, 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 Sorry. Okay. Hey, this
2: is good banter.
3: <laughs>
0: no, it is. I'm just, I'm waiting for you sorry. to finish up. It's I'm just okay. waiting for you
2: to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> shut your Dad giant and husband. Mouth. Shut your magpie. <laughs> uh, next one. I do dive myself, but this story is actually from my grandfather, who is a dive master. So is my grandmother. And so they went diving in Cancun for a vacation, with both of them being dive masters Obviously, they know what they're doing. The lead of the dive group caught on to the fact that they had so much experience and they had them help out some of the new divers with clearing their ears and getting the weight belt set to the right weight, that sort of thing. Well, my grandfather ended up with a young 20-something girl who had just got her driver cert. Diver cert.
3: I was like, what? Oh, Grandpa. Who had just
0: got her diver cert. They planned on diving off a drop-off. And if you don't know what a drop-off is... No. It's when it goes from a 40-foot reef to a cliff that ends who knows where. Yeah, fuck that. It's a sheer drop down. Nope. So they swim over the reef, and on the last portion of that particular dive, they go over to the cliff to look over the edge.
2: That would be your worst nightmare.
0: Absolutely it would be. So they meet the wall, the cliff face. This young girl that my grandfather was helping, which, by the way, was certified to dive no more than 60 feet, nose dives off the wall. The fuck? 50 feet, 60 feet, 70, 80 feet down the wall. Nope. My grandfather and the, the dive lead try to grab her. They chase her down 120 feet, which is the limit they can safely go with the amount of air they had. And they just watched her continue down and down until they couldn't see her anymore. The fuck? She never came back up. No one knew why she did it. It shook up the whole dive group, especially my grandfather who to this day feels responsible for not stopping her in time.
3: Oh, oh she was, it was two things. She was either suicidal, suicidal, she planned on doing this, right. or she was like, oh, I want to check this out. I'm going to go down. And then got the narco, got the thing. narco sickness. And it just said, oh, fuck it. Cause I've heard stories of guys that got it and they don't, they're, they, they're having a blast. They're like, <laughs> and they have no idea. they They're they're in, and then in they're danger. In,
0: insane amounts of pain right and it's too late to stop and then, well and
2: it sounds like that was the that was the like touristy kind of diving right 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 so that means they're not using that trimix which means the deeper you go the more fucked you are yep right oh god yeah she was fucked
0: Mm-hmm. such a strange thing to happen that's the end of that one
3: <laughs> that's fucking that's that's And nice. they just never saw her again
0: that was it well
3: yeah she's going down 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 she's you know, done
0: moving on About three years ago, my boyfriend and I went on an unguided dive in Egypt. It isn't a difficult dive, and we'd both already been on it a couple times. Plus, when you're with a group, uh, a tour group, you can't really stop and take good pictures. One of the perks of this particular dive was a single chunk of coral at like 38 meters down with a really good chance of spotting a long-nosed hawkfish. They're really cute. You should look them up. The normal procedure would be to spend most of your dive at 25 meters, Make a quick stop at 38 meters to check for some hawkfish and then make your way back up. This should take maybe five minutes. Okay. However, we didn't find any hawkfish and wasted a lot of time looking for one. At this point, I'm getting a little tired. In retrospect, that's the first sign that something is going horribly wrong. Right. I wanted to finish the dive. All I could think about was getting back to the boat and taking a nap. So I get my boyfriend's attention and we're about to make our way back up when I notice something hidden between one of the rocks, was the strangest looking octopus I have ever seen. It was bright red, had these weird silvery eyes. Also in retrospect, this was another very bad sign. At that depth, with so little light, you can't see red like that. Huh. Anyway, it looked really funny. So we're both laughing at this octopus and its stupid face. They
3: got that narco shit. My uh... boyfriend
0: starts taking a bunch of pictures of it. Until his computer starts going apeshit and basically forces us to slowly ascend and make three deco stops along the way.
2: Decompression? Yeah. I was like, what is a deco? Yeah, yeah.
0: That finally snapped us out of it. A deco stop is a decompression stop.
2: Right. Oh my God, they were deep as shit. Yeah, yeah.
0: We shouldn't have even had to make one, let alone three. We finally reached the surface with only 20 bars left in our oxygen tanks. Oh,
2: there's four. So per bar, there's 14 psi of fucking oxygen. That's oh not a lot of oxygen. That's says, nothing. There's like 3,000 in one tank. Right. That's she, fucking
0: crazy. They were oh on no. She fuck. says, that's a huge no-go. Yeah. You're meant to have at least 50 on reserve. Yeah. Regardless, we're still on the boat now, absolutely blown away by that strange octopus we saw. We've never seen anything like it before. We change our equipment ASAP so that we can look at the pictures. Except when we go through the pictures, there isn't anything in them
3: because they were hallucinating we they hallucinated on the same thing right they thought they saw the same oh, thing weird
0: we've got 20 plus pictures
3: that. yeah that's of
0: a rock what the fuck the rock wasn't even a strange color there wasn't like a strange marking on it we could have thought it was something else and that's when it dawned on us the depth the time our strange behavior nitrogen poisoning yeah. oh yeah for sure the longer you spend at great depths the more likely it is to happen It's basically an anesthetic that first makes you high and delirious until you pass out. So there we were at 38 meters, giggling at a rock, tripping on nitrogen, (laughs) with our oxygen running dangerously low. I'm pretty sure if it weren't for our computer, we would have passed out and died there.
3: Yeah. Fuck. I'm still baffled that they saw the same thing.
0: And that's one weird note. We still can't explain how we both saw the exact same octopus, the exact same color, all that stuff.
3: That's that's freaky.
0: To me, that freaked me out because it's almost like, what if, what if it was something made them see the same thing in order to lure them down and right. keep them
3: there? Right, right.
0: They didn't spot it till they were on their way up.
3: Right, like a creeper that thing. That freaked yeah. me out. Yeah, so yeah. I came
2: across a weird story. Baby Jones some shit. Yeah. I came across a weird story that was similar where it was one of those things where it's like, you can't verify if it's true. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, you know, this friend of mine, used to dive in, he won't say the coast cause you know, whatever reason, but he's like, you know, uh, I used to, he used to like dive with leopard seals and he's like, oh yeah, you know, and I particularly like it because they like to, they like to play oh my with God.
0: You. And but this, they're dangerous. And as this, fuck.
2: this one kept luring him deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And he gets to a point where, uh, he gets to this like weird coral reef that he didn't even think could be in the area. And the temperature of the water even changed like around the coral reef. And he's like, he's like, the, the seal acted like it was attacking him. And he was like, fuck. And he starts swimming up and then looks down again and the seal gets fucking stabbed by some weird fucking mollusk or some shit. And then it just disappears into the deep. Ew, what? And he was like, fuck, <laughs> and swims back up as fast as he can. And he's like, he doesn't go in the water anymore. He's oh. like, I, I don't fucking, I don't dive anymore. Right. I don't do any of that what shit. What do you mean a doesn't. mollusk? some weird fucking mollusk some weird fucking like clam snail thing snail
0: thing yeah Ugh!
2: fuck that
3: i've
0: never heard of anything like that and it's that. a
3: leop- leopard seal's like a big fucking They're dog huge. in the water yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah
0: my god fuck that no yeah. thank you hideous 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 place <laughs> fuck the water <laughs> next i was on a beach dive with my parents uh we had this is a european person uh, having swum from the beach out to a small reef. We and were on then, holiday, isn't it? <laughs> and, then, and then descending. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We have listeners in, in the UK. We got listeners in the UK, isn't it? <laughs> I, you know what? I know you fuckers make fun of our yeah. accents.
1: <laughs> Give me a bottle of water. <laughs>
3: can
2: stop it. <laughs> yeah. Harry Potter bottle of water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're over there talking about us like I was yeah. on the beach diving with my parents. <laughs> yeah.
2: And she way. <laughs>
0: anyway, it was only a few minutes after getting down to the reef that something started going on with my parents. My mother was agitated, she starts clutching her chest. Ooh. So we surface, and she starts spitting up dark liquid. She's struggling to breathe. Oh, shit. Fortunately, it was a really busy beach, so someone alerts the lifeguards. They rush out and carry her back, and there's an ambulance waiting by the time they get there. It turned out she had swimmer's edema induced by the greater pressure. Oh, shit. I guess that happens, you know, because it's the ocean, and it's terrible. Swimmer's
2: edema. What the fuck is that? I don't
0: know apparently fucking awful is what it is because I think a
3: it's, is ocean like induced.
2: A, it's like a, a, a
3: demon i think is like a um pneumonia type thing right wow. your your lungs get filled Fill up, with up a and bul- filled up with bullshit and you can drown and die from it i'm pretty wow. sure drown
0: in fluid Without your drowning, body
3: produced br- drowning inside not from the outside yeah yeah, yeah. i'm pretty
2: sure fuck
0: don't I quote me on it
2: but i've
0: never i hadn't either
2: but the ocean said, fuck you.
0: Like Here's how, an extra
2: sickness you can get.
0: How horrific. They're, you can drown on your own
2: oxygen. Fuck you. That's what
0: I'm saying. They're going out <laughs> yeah, to explore a reef and then she pops up and just starts like spitting out tar or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what yeah, the fuck? Fuck that. Fuck? Fuck that. Heinous. <laughs> I,
3: I, I do remember you specifically telling me, Daddy, I'm going to swim with sharks one day.
0: I am. I Are can you? be in a cage that's four feet down. <laughs> I don't okay. have to go any deeper than that.
2: Yeah, I, I saw what stole. Jaws did to the cage in that movie, and fuck that.
3: And I saw—I've seen a shark get into a cage with two divers, yeah. And that shit was crazy. Oh, yeah. what? What's in there? Yeah. <laughs> or the rope breaks and you start sinking. Oh, I watched that movie a fuck. couple times. Fuck that. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Keep That's going, why they put,
0: they put floaters on them now and on top of chains oh, and ropes sense. and stuff.
3: Okay, whatever. Pussies. <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it all the yeah, way. fucking bitch. do it the right way, motherfucker. <laughs> I ain't getting in, but yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've got a, only a few left. Okay. okay, go for it. Sorry. So, next one. I've done a number of dives, and the strangest thing I've ever seen was a large deep freezer with a heavy industrial chain wrapped around multiple times. <sighs> Oh, no. <laughs> with five cinder blocks attached.
2: The
3: fucking mob. And it got put down there by some... You're going to be sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> it was
0: very, very rusted. And the deep freezer itself must have been 30 plus years old, probably more. God. This was about 90 yeah. feet deep, just off Vancouver Island, Canada. I logged it into the GPS, my my friends and I, and uh, the depth coordinates. And we notified the police. We were able to find out what was inside. Since one of the divers had friends with uh, the local police and 10 porcelain dolls. The fuck? They were all haunted. They
3: were possessed. Oh, see, fuck that. You leave though. That's they how were move, just dolls. No, that's how fucking scary movies. start.
0: That literally yeah. is the beginning of a horror movie. Yep. Right. Oh, what is this, oh, oh, gosh. Let's <laughs> oh, get these gosh. dolls. Let's
3: get them to safety, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give them a hey, jelly there, dolls. How's it going there, <laughs> fellas? <laughs> no,
0: what do you do from like a police standpoint? They're like, you need to investigate this. You you cut the chains and pop it open. And there's three antique like porcelain burn dolls well, inside. Well, fucking from burn me, them.
3: Break them and burn as them. As a police officer, I would say, oh, there's no dead body. No crime. Leave it. And I would fucking leave it. Unless I was ordered, hey, pick it up, fella. And then I'd be like, okay. All right. You open up Pandora's box, bitch.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: You take them home, Cap. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's all you, buddy. Next
0: up. I'm not a diver, but when I was surfing uh, the West Coast, New Zealand's West Coast, um, I felt something wrap around my leg.
3: Fuck that.
0: So I looked down and it's fishing line. Oh. So I I tried to pull it up, but the line got a little heavy. So there's probably a fish on the other end still. That's what I assumed. Uh, I pulled the line closer. It kind of just gets heavier the more I do. So I just hop on my board. I lie flat and paddle closer to shore. I slid off my board when the water was about chest deep. My friend had noticed me coming in. So he came to help me. Uh, We both start pulling in the line and we see this silhouette in the water. Pretty large. We drag it to the surface And it's a dead body. Oh Oh. shit, finally. Turned out someone rock fishing had fallen off the rocks last week and had been missing since then.
3: Holy shit.
0: (laughs) His hook was stabbed into his neck and his fishing Mm. line was wrapped around his face and dug into his skin. Animals must have eaten away his eyes. All that was left was empty sockets.
3: Oh, that sounds fishy to me. It does. No pun
0: intended.
2: (laughs) Alright, see what I did there?
0: We drug the body to the shore, vomited, and called the lifeguards out.
2: (laughs) Dude, okay, so, so but here's the thing. Even if it was like an assassin, like I'm gonna take this hook. I'm it no, through no, your no.
3: jugular. No, like <laughs> it was stuck in. A, so it's like, to me, it's like, it's a, it's a murder possibly, mm-hmm. right? That sounds more unlikely, but if it's not, I mean, it's a horrible fucking death says it's time to come home and you're going to die no matter what, like a, uh, what's that movie? Unfortunate event or a death store. It's all the deaths. Oh, I come final for,
0: destination. It's final
3: destination. Death, shit.
2: Death store. He, you shut your whore
3: mouth. <laughs> he fucking <laughs> takes his line out and it fucking
2: somehow. Uh, oh. oh, God. Yeah. With fishing line. Yeah. Fuck.
0: Next Blech. one. Rescue and recovery diver here. Every time I've recovered a drowning victim, I get the creeps. Unfortunately, a lot of people are under the impression that every underwater environment is like the movies and there's absolute clarity. That no. is rarely the case. So one evening, I got called out for a young girl who jumped from a bridge. She likely survived the fall and entry. <sighs> we have a morbid term for what happened to her upon hitting the water. Plugged. Ooh. I found her with a surprising amount of visibility in relatively shallow water. She was stuck in the mud to just below her knees, and you could see the fear locked into her eyes and face.
2: Oh fuck!
0: There's nothing peaceful about suicide by bridge
2: because she jumped and stuck into the sand
3: oh, like it wasn't that as deep as she thought it was oh. and so she so she probably broke her shatter legs her leg. in there and, then, and drowned. then drowned oh fuck. jump head first guys.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Don't jump at all. But if you're going to jump, jump head first. Yeah, don't be dumb. <laughs> dumb fucks. <fox. laughs> snap your neck. Don't snap your knees. Oh, is- God. Just the thought that your legs just shattering mm-hmm. and being stuck there. Fuck. But- oh. Like you
3: can see the surface, but you can't. get Oh, fuck yep. that.
0: This is my last one. The creepiest dive of my life. Two buddies of mine and I were on a night dive in the Puget Sound hunting prawns. It was about 1 a.m. We're a good 100 feet deep the Pitchest black you could imagine.
3: He's fucking, already changed. It's his fucking 1 in the morning. It's you're 100 feet deep. Of course, it Jesus. Yeah. How the fuck you see a prawn? <laughs> I don't know. And a prawn's a shrimp, right? Like a big yeah. fucking shrimp. Don't they have to shine their
2: lights around and make them glow?
0: I don't know. Yeah.
3: And what's that going to do? Draw the attention of death? Yeah, it's fucking Jesus.
0: Anyway. <laughs> fucking stupid
3: fucks. Anyway, go.
0: We used to do this. Beautiful. Hope they get eaten. <laughs> fuck them. We, we used to do this thing on night dives where we'd get in a circle and we'd turn off our lights and then...
1: Jerk each other off. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. The ocean is beautiful!
0: Ah! (laughs) And then we would stir up the water around us, which (laughs) activated the bioluminescence. It looked like a bunch of floating stars. It was really beautiful. Only this time we turn off our lights and we stir up the water and the glow of the water reveals a fourth person sitting in our circle. (laughs) What? We all almost shit ourselves. It turned out it was another diver. (laughs) We were at a dive resort, so it wasn't so odd to see another diver. It was just odd to see another one at one in the morning.
3: At a hundred feet of depth. And he went there before you because you weren't swimming with him. So he's been down there.
0: We'd seen no one else prepping a dive at the dock. He was also alone and not wearing fins or gloves, which was odd considering the dangerous conditions on a night dive, especially in those waters. It's freezing. I still don't know how he swam so well without fins and/or didn't get hypothermia without boots or gloves. We were wearing dry suits because that's how cold it was. But this dude is in a simple wetsuit with exposed skin, and we thought we even saw like a giant gash on one of his legs. So the three of us all notice him. We're too fucking scared to move. I can hear my buddies panting into their regulators.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
0: the guy just the guy just smiles and waves and then swims away. The
3: fuck. Okay, that's, just that's rude. not the end of the story, right?
0: That's the end of it.
3: Fuck you. They you had to they had to meet this guy No. Like, no, that's a ghost bullshit. That dude committed suicide. He's they saw go. They saw no, some he shit. Had a
2: gash on his leg. he was killed by a He was a psycho. He was he was who's the one that got stabbed in the chest? Steve Irwin? Yeah, he was yeah. Steve Irwin by a fucking stingray or but some shit. But in the
3: leg but, in, but the in the lake anyway yeah there's some bullshit that's I, first off it's if that's so it's a story who knows if it's fucking true sure. but if it is true that's just fucking creepy you there's no way if you're going down 100 feet that you wouldn't have seen the guy the guy's not going to go down there before you you not see anything no prepping no nothing you get down to 100 feet And then he's there all of a sudden after you... He had
0: had a tank. Like, he must have just been down there a lot longer.
2: He had no flippers, Jessica.
0: I understand. (laughs) No gloves,
2: Jessica.
3: He
0: also just sees that other people... Like, he sees their lights when they're swimming around and he's like, oh it would be no problem if I snuck up on them in the dark. Let me just sit here until they notice that I'm here.
2: Oh, don't worry about this gash in my leg. I'm yeah, I'll be fine.
0: I'm fine. Bitch.
3: He
2: just mind fucked them forever.
0: That's <laughs> yeah. terrible. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine like, Oh,
2: let me just say though, from the standpoint of that guy, if he's a real dude and it's not a fucking ghost, good on you. If he's a mind fucker, you yeah. fucked those guys for life. You're amazing. You're yes. an amazing human being. Mm-hmm. That That is a true troll
3: right there. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, these little online trolls, no, no, no. You fucking troll for real. <laughs> yeah.
2: You mind fuck people. Those guys yeah. are never diving
0: yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I see. They probably will, but what a fucking weirdo. They'll That's always so- for
2: the rest of their lives look over their shoulder whenever they step into the water, which doesn't make sense to have to do. Well, yeah. how
0: rude. It's <laughs> like... <laughs>
2: yeah fuck like you're
0: not, you're, there's no awareness at all to how creepy Where the this like, setting is off the coast of washington yeah okay. so like they're down there doing their little like ooh, let's let's make let's the stars. look at the bioluminescence let's make
2: bioluminescence <laughs> with
0: our so fingers beautiful. and then it just reveals Wait, like a fucking face what's there this? right
3: that that's the starburst yes floating yeah. starburst floating starburst
0: Hmm we are done wait we have another wheel spin we have ah. one more wheel spin okay. and then we're good to go let's
3: see what this shit is
0: <laughs>
3: good spin jess
0: thank you uh, <laughs> favorite sex position
3: <laughs> i'll i'll re yeah no i don't want to fucking see that no 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 spin that shit oh. oh no. yeah shut your mouths shut your whore mouths i don't want to hear it
0: <laughs> oh okay uh, scariest. And it
3: should be missionary, by the way. Anyway, we're done. Of
0: course. Yes.
3: For you too. It's not. Stop.
0: Scariest scene in a movie. I assume that is for like, uh, us as individuals. What was the scariest scene in a movie? Okay. Okay. That's for fair. us that we've seen.
2: In my first on deck. Or does it not matter?
0: I, yeah, I think I need more time.
2: If, if you're ready, hit it. I'll, okay. I'll go after you. Cause so I'm mine, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people who are like, that's fucking stupid. But it's just something about that fucking creaky movement, right? So the first time I ever saw it was in uh, Stir of Echoes with uh, Kevin Bacon. Okay. Right? And uh, there's a part where he like, he's like spirit walking or whatever, you know, like he's like, <laughs> he's in a house and he's having like a flashback of like a time when this girl was murdered. Okay. But her ghost is walking towards him from the door. And it's that thing she where- She did
0: it, that like jittery, ugh, sh- shaky, like so like in the ring.
2: so So it- Like, it legitimately, it doesn't matter how cheesy the movie is, if they do it, it gives me fucking chills every time. And it's all desaturated. The whole thing is, like, white, snowy, because it's supposed to be, like, Boston during the winter. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, white, snowy, totally desaturated, but... Which is
0: really smart of them to set the tone. Yes.
2: And she's this fucking black figure that walks into frame but she's doing that thing where like every step Shaky. she takes she's like Ugh.
0: uh-huh Ugh. like they and you're like, <laughs> like she was moving normally and they fast forwarded her well but just it, for a me, split just, second but yeah. to me
2: it doesn't look like that to me it looks like her body is is uh rigor mortis Okay. And it's trying to move with muscles and bones and shit that shouldn't be moving. And it oh. fucking grosses me out so bad. It's so freaky to me. And when they do that in movies, it fucks me up. Every time it fucks. It makes me and legitimately- that's so scary to you. It makes me legitimately like, like, yeah, like, it freaks me out. Like, it gives me fucking chills, all that shit. If, if there was a ghost that approached me that way, I would die of a fucking heart attack. I hate it. Okay. Oh, I hate it.
0: Um, that's fair. So I found, I remembered what scene- And there, so I don't know that this is top of the list, but it's competing for it. And it's the first one I thought of that. I was like definitively. Yeah. That, that one really got me. Uh, There's this movie called Hereditary. Is that the one with the. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There's a little girl in it who makes that sound. Um, but there's a scene where, um, the mother of the story gets possessed by a demon All right. And so she's chasing her son around the house in this like unnatural way, like sprinting like the zombies in like Dawn of the Dead. Oh,
2: okay, Right.
0: She's like screaming in this unnaturally like deep voice and like almost breaking down doors to get him. She's this like unstoppable force. And so he's running for his life and like is crying like because it's his mother runs into like makes his way upstairs into like an attic or something and closes the door and then everything goes quiet silent there's no sound at all
3: yeah that's creepy
0: and then he when he turns around he hears this like sawing sound and he turns around and looks up and she's floating midair with some kind of cord sawing her own head off
3: jesus christ
0: and doing like staring right at him with like wide eyes sawing back and forth until, and then going faster until her head just like falls onto the floor and rolls off frame. It's hideous. It's terrifying to me. It made me sick to my stomach. That was the one I thought of
2: you. Huh? Yeah. I have no desire to watch that.
3: (laughs) I'm good. So, so in those situations, I, for me, you know, if, if I am the person I am now and I'm in those scary situations, I think I act way differently than the movie. Things act, right? So what I do is I try to put myself in that in the shoes of the movie person. So like you were saying it's a little boy, your mom who you love is chasing you. That's fucking freaky. That's scary.
0: Well he was like a senior in high school. So not little, still, but, but she's still, trying I, to
3: kill you. It and is, she's a freak of nature. It's and, her
0: child running yeah, away from her. Yeah.
3: Would fuck me up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I get it. Uh, same with you on your side. So mine, mine is fucking okay. Mine is weak as fuck, but, <laughs> but it's because I put myself in the shoes of the person who is, is going to get murdered inevitably. And I think I'd be, it'd be scary as fuck. So mine is the first screen movie where the Drew Barrymore scene.
1: Oh really? Oh
3: fuck yeah! Because I go if I'm in that scene, I I'm gonna find. What do you do? I'm gonna if if it's if Ryan is in that scene, I'm gonna get a knife and a fucking hammer and I'm gonna go on the offensive. uh, I'm gonna go on the offensive. I'm gonna find you. We're gonna fight. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm either gonna die. You're gonna die. But it's a battle.
0: I'm not going to wait for you to find me. Right. I'm not going to do fuck this. Fuck uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm going to, we're going to do this now. Whatever. But if you're but, Drew Barrymore, but if I'm a cute little blonde with cute tits and I'm hot and I'm, <laughs> and I don't have any strength, that would be fucking frightening. The whole build up. It. So yeah. in
2: there too, she's like, my boyfriend's big and he plays football right? and he's going to kick the shit out of you. And then he's and fucking that dead. motherfucker, Yeah. I'm like, Oh my God. It'd right. Be like
0: <laughs> what do you do Your now? boyfriend is Dwayne the rock Johnson. Yeah. You're still you. Yeah. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the boyfriend. You're like he's gonna come kick your ass. But then, like, am I,
3: am I gay in this situation? Shh.
0: Okay. And then, <laughs> no, and then, <laughs> and then, uh, what is it? Something Bjornsen, the mountain. Right, right, right. Is it a scream costume oh there to kill God.
3: you? Oh my God! So that would be scary. That would be very scary, yeah. right? A, a big, large Thor. My boy,
2: my boyfriend's big, and he does professional wrestling. <laughs> yeah.
3: motherfucker! And then boom, I be like, oh fuck, yeah, Thor, yeah.
0: Thor Bjornson is hiding in your coat closet with with <laughs> yeah, the kitchen knife.
3: listen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so her thing, where you know he's tormenting her on the phone. She's running. He's almost skits her, and and then he basically she's running outside and it goes in slow-mo she sees her parents or whoever or the couple and he fucking tackles her and just starts stabbing her to death and the people are right there can't help her that to me if i was in her situation would be fucking frightening
0: like all that all that considered she's also still in high school
3: right so right, her right.
0: parents show up which make her feel safe more than anybody else right and right. they're right there
2: and they don't see here anything you mm-hmm. die oh yeah it's fucking well the part horrible. that's especially fucked out about that opener is he hits her in the throat so it makes it so she can't scream. Mm. That's right. Like, uh,
0: so her her I think it's her mom picks up the phone and can hear her wheezing.
2: Right.
3: Yeah. Like
0: they obviously know something's wrong. Like she there was something on the stove that caught fire or something. There's popcorn. Fire alarms going off. Yeah, yeah. There's glass broken. Her fucking boyfriend is gutted He's by outside out by the, the, pool. the pool. Yeah. 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 So they're like obviously something terrible has happened here and then she picks up the phone to call the police and she can hear her daughter like her last breaths essentially. Oh and then they yeah.
2: find her out at the tree, don't
3: they? Uh-huh,
0: yeah, they yeah. strung her up yeah, and yeah. did something to her, yeah.
3: Yeah, so that would be totally frightening. I mean, just just a quick shout out. Uh, do you ever see the strangers?
0: Yeah. yeah. So
3: just them um, like swinging with the mask on and looking at you that that's fucking like for me though if I'm in there I'm like yeah I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and take this you're gonna you're gonna interact and you're gonna
2: die or whatever but so. Right away, you that's one of those movies where you have to put yourself in the situation of the people in the movie and not you. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, they had a loaded shotgun and didn't manage to end the threat. I'm sitting right. here going like, fuck, dude, you give me a loaded shotgun, like that shit's done.
0: Like, <laughs> Even if, if it's a double
3: barrel and it's only got two rounds, yeah, some of them dying. are dying, and then I've got a bat that's art, that's made of iron to beat the fuck <laughs> well, out of the there, tall Well, then there
0: was two of them also. So there if was you, three of them. If you, no, there's two victims. Two
3: victims, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah.
0: you kill two, your odds are fucking primo. Right. There's only one of them left. Yeah, yeah.
3: But to see everything, how it went and how the, the just that smart. little cycle thing, just where they're looking at you and swinging and different stuff. It's a, I love that shit. It's like that's like creepy to a fucking
2: extra level. But but yeah, what oh, was that movie? You're next. You remember we watched that one?
0: The one with the Australian girl.
2: That was so fucking good.
0: That one was funny. I
2: actually really enjoyed that one a it, lot. So you
0: would have you would have liked it. that it's one. It's basically sure. like they, this is kind as of a good trend. as good killer sheep. Uh, you mean Black Sheep?
3: Black Sheep, yeah. As good as that one. I don't know. Okay. Jury's
0: out. Okay. You'd have to see it. Fair enough. But uh, either way, it's so it's kind of a trend right now in horror where there are like the setting of the story is like a death dinner party. Where like rich people will invite someone to There's the like party. There's like three
3: different movies out of them, and yeah, the yeah.
0: purpose is because to they want to her. kill them for some reason or some virgin sacrifice or yeah, something like that. Or something you're like that. Marry me. Sometimes, sometimes it's as simple as they're just fucked up and want to do it for fun. Right, right. Sometimes they are doing it for like religious purposes, right, right. whatever. Um, this was one of the first ones Terry and I had seen. It's called Your Next. They invite a girl to the death party. Gotcha. She doesn't know it obviously until she's there. Right, but. They invite this like badass, survivalist, apocalypse-trained Australian chick.
2: Because her dad was like a prepper.
0: And okay. the twist is that she murders all of them first.
3: So so she realizes she's in a bad situation. And she starts killing They him. don't realize she's the daughter of a prepper, badass, whatever, survivalist. Yep. And she turns the tables. As and- soon
0: as she realizes this is the situation she's in, she locks in and adapts And none of them are ready for it. Oh, that's fucking right. It's a lot of fun. What's it called? You're You're next.
2: next. Okay. I want to see that one. It's fucking dope. I remember we were watching it and it was like, there were a couple of those stereotypical moments and me and Jess were like, oh, come on. And then we were like, she would totally do that if that were the case. And then she does it. We're like,
0: oh, yeah. Oh my God. This is amazing. (laughs) amazing. That
2: fucking movie. is awesome.
3: It was was really, really awesome. That's cool. Very cool. Well, anyway, Better Cool.
0: that brings us to the end of this episode, this 35th episode of season three.
3: Outstanding. Damn, we are up to 35 already. That's crazy. Of season three.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> this season's probably going to be a longer season than the rest of them. Who knows when we'll end? Why do we even have seasons at all?
3: I don't know. Yeah. You should just have good, episode numbers. I guess it's good to be able to, hey, I got through a season, right? Accomplishments. Like, I, sure. I like guys Milestones. that write books. Yeah, yeah. That are short chapters mm-hmm. and short, like, openings and paragraphs. So it looks like I've accomplished it. Instead, of the guys that do like a chapter for like 102 pages and you're just like, God damn, I can't get through this fucking chapter. yet. Yeah, yeah.
2: mm-hmm. Very like a- JR. Tolkien. Yeah. What who is knows? Yeah, yeah. A blade of grass. <laughs>
0: so anyway, if you enjoyed the show, please like rate and subscribe and okay. share with all of the people in your life who you think would enjoy and would laugh along with us. Join us on Patreon. We have so much to offer you to include Our recent and upcoming production of Three Shots In presents Wet Hot Allosaurus Summer by Lola Faust, or perhaps something different if we're at risk of being copyrighted. Who knows?
2: (laughs) Wet Hot Allosaurus (laughs) Summer.
0: Oh my God.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Tell your grandmas. Tell your step siblings no
0: don't tell any of them
2: <laughs> yeah
0: uh, go to your local
2: th- old folks home and spread the word <laughs>
0: <laughs> check out our website threeshotsin.com where you can see our paypal link that is our internet tip jar leave us a little something if you're able to and if not continuing to listen really does help so much thank you guys for doing that thank you to our patrons our next topic i didn't write down so that's gonna get edited out <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: gonna be something
0: <laughs> this has been episode 35 of three shots in. Thank you guys for joining and stay tuned for next time.
2: Absolutely.
3: And thank I you, Terry
0: and dad, for being guests on this episode.
2: So welcome. Of course. Coming back again. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's got to like help you out when your dipshit brother decides that he's
0: going to get And I have, <laughs> I
2: have lots of stories.
0: He was missed, right? Jacob was missed.
2: I do miss my son. I missed him. Yeah. I miss, I miss the skinny jeans. Yes.
0: You do? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The way they, they squeeze and, mm-hmm. and tug.
2: The way that they present.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm -hmm. sure okay (laughs) this took a strange turn (laughs) i
2: mean that's what he wants right Right. later guys bye Bye.
3: take care that that's the starburst yes floating starburst floating starburst Mm-hmm. We got to film
2: this. <laughs> we got to film this so I can show
3: people. Uh, a, a young man might be in a situation I was in and I and will need the starburst. teach him how to starburst.
0: Yeah. Okay. Bow.
3: Finnish women can be cavernous. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Terry, I'm going to need you to watch that tutorial. What tutorial? <laughs>
3: Confused. Well played, bitch. <laughs> Stop. You just—you lost it. Just stay lost,
2: Jessica. Explain it
3: to me. Stay go. lost.
2: <laughs> Fuck. Anyway. <laughs> you do this? You shes hurt. not cavernous. She. Okay. I—I
3: I don't want to hear this. I don't hear this. <laughs> anyway, are—are are we done? Where Can do we wrap this, this shit? Can be fucking up?
2: now?